0: shit here we go welcome to chat Rapper and cheap pops and another wonderful special edition this time we're calling it shooting with bishop because let's face it you will have seen this a few times on twitter i call this man the most objective voice in all of wrestling and i completely include jim corner and all of that so take from that what you will no agendas i'm pretty sure he's not being paid by any company to talk the way he talks no correction just yet. I'm quite happy with that. Um, when I said earlier, as well on Twitter, the best of the best in wrestling reviews on the weekly review, all of that from the terrible wrestling takes podcast. And you can check it in his background. If you're watching this on YouTube, Bishop, welcome.
1: Thank you. Thank you. It's uh, it's my honor to be here and to hear those words. Um, you know, it's, it's odd. Cause now we got to put on a professional face, right? We chatted for a little bit beforehand and, We talk online all the time, but I mean, it does it does mean a lot when your peers recognize the effort you put in as you know they're grateful for it. So I appreciate all your kind words as always, JB. I mean, you've been super supportive. No offense, Chris. Uh, He stays up later than you do. You know what I mean?
2: He does. (laughs) No, he does. Honestly, my uh, you know. but to be fair, I big you up all day long on the podcast. No, I know, as well, dude. Man. I know,
1: dude. I was fucking crying at the end of last episode, <laughs> Bishop. I'm sure you're listening to this, but we're not going to train on you. And I'm like, Bro, <laughs> it's, fucking... <laughs> it's like,
2: <laughs> we, you know, we love
1: you, but we're not going
2: to run a train I'm... on you. No, absolutely
1: you know? no. I absolutely, um, yeah. To get back to it, no, I'm not paid by anyone. I come out here. I try to be as objective as possible. I was at the bowling alley today with the family and some guy saw my Alexa bliss shirt. And he's like, Hey, you watch AEW too?" And I'm like, Oh, here goes this conversation. Yeah. And I told him like, look, they do awesome stuff. He's like, yeah, but that Judas thing was awesome. Wasn't it? I said, no, because they told the fans for a week on Twitter, here's the lyrics. Like, mm. you know, be objective, but you should hold everything accountable because as voices for a point of view, right. And no offense to anyone else that does a review show. If you go, uh, Nikki Cross or Nikki Ash beat Charlotte at the end of an Man match. And it was, you know, a one, two, three, she jumps into the stands. Well, what else about it? Is there anything else about it? What objectively can you say about it to hold what you saw accountable, the ins, the outs, the stuff you like, don't like. And I don't hear a lot of that. So I like, I'm glad that you guys appreciate it, especially, you know, the way you guys shout me out on your show. I mean, shit, you're 36th in the UK, you know, I maxed out at 150. You know, so I gotta I gotta get my ratings up. So I'm not just here for you guys. I'm here for me too. But no, I honestly do I love the support so much. I absolutely do. I am Bishop from the Terrible Wrestling Takes Podcast, TW Takes Podcast on all social media platforms, TWTKSPodcast.com and TWTX Podcast.com slash TWTs. Uh got dope merch. I, I ship it all myself. It is the fastest, fastest shipping merch in the game, the the least expensive merch in the game because it's not about making the money, it's about spreading the word. So we can have the conversations. I just open up a Discord room. Um, I'll give you guys the link to that, so you can throw it in the description if you feel like it uh, when it gets posted. But um, yeah, I'm trying to I'm trying to not paint a narrative, but I want to have a conversation in the narrative of being objective. And I I don't think the three of us are gonna be that objective today because we do see things very similar. But I would love to disagree with you guys and and have that objective conversation because that's where the fun is for me
0: exactly why you're here it is objective it is fun it's why we why we do this you know for those that haven't listened in a while we did make a very very i would say a long appearance on bishop's wrestlemania preview show which was hell of a lot of fun and as always jb i have with me the best chris in all of wrestling podcasts and again I mean that. So any other Chris's, take it as you will. Sorry, guys.
2: There there can be only one, man. I'm the Highlander. I'm like the only Chris in wrestling podcasts that can be hurt. So, you know, that's it. There can be only one.
0: We also have to shout before we do it, Mr. 3000. Oh. mention this. Like, it it did come up on Twitter as well. 3,000 downloads. Congratulations. That is, yes. that is phenomenal. I mean. Yes,
1: yes, thank you. I figure you were mentioning that just so I can say, yes, that you guys are still my most listened to episode. Um, and again, oh, I'm looking for a needle mover, man. I, I might have to get CM Punk on here or something because, you know, well, then again, I might get less views. I don't know. Um, or they'll probably just stay the same because I think that's what happens <laughs> anyway. You get CM Punk on the show. Ready. It just stays the same. But no, you guys are my highest episode at 64 uh, listens. Um, we Every time I, we cross a barrier, I send you guys a little DM. On what it looks like, but yeah, um, I appreciate that. Uh, it's up to thirty one hundred now. Every time a subscriber hits, um, you know those those numbers jump through the roof. So yeah. I appreciate that. The, the support again from you guys is is unbelievable. I, I think the only
2: reason that's probably your most listened to podcast is because people listen to it and go, "Who the fuck are them two guys, man? <laughs> chatting shit. Like, what the heck is going on here? Where's
1: Bishop?" Yeah, they have to listen to it twice. Just to understand all the British isms that you guys threw in <laughs> that's there.
2: Just, that's what we do, man. That's what we do. We're just sharing the love. You
1: know what I mean? oh, absolutely. And uh, speaking of sharing the love, I mean, again, from the beginning, I used to uh, I like, I don't know. I don't remember how I found your show. I wish I did. But that's what I would do. I would I would shoot out the isms at you guys like, hey, you know, every time you say bits and bobs, it fucking drives me nuts. Because like, I just start laughing because <laughs> you guys are as you as possible you don't, you know, there's no fronts. There's no, no bullshit. No, none of that. You guys are exactly who you are. And, you know, I was thinking about it. I was like, man, I wish I could watch wrestling as if I was nine-year-old Chrissy about to go sing at the Royal Albert Hall. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm trying to practice my hymn so I can watch wrestling and and enjoy it as much as I used to when I was a kid. But you today, Chris, you, you enjoy it so much so that it's as if you never grew up in the in the wrestling lens, you know, because I, I remember one of the um one of the things that definitely connected us early on was after the Santino interview. I, I DM'd you guys. and I was like, wait, I thought you guys were going to mark out like crazy, like because you guys love wrestling so much that my perception was when you get in front of who that celebrity wrestler is, you wouldn't be able to contain yourselves. But no, you're you're fucking adults. You're not children. You just love wrestling like children should, which is not a it's it's a compliment in my opinion. Like, there's too many people who criticize it. I don't know if you guys saw the tweet that I put out the other day. Somebody is at RAW complaining that kids are loving it, and I'm like, well, number one, yeah, yeah, so RAW's meant for that means RAW's meant for kids. Number two, what the fuck are you doing there if Mm. you don't like it, Mm. you know? And then if you're not going to be objective and enjoy it, then move on. Don't talk about it. And you guys are so passionate about wrestling that, you know, when you go into those modes of absolutely loving it, like, I just, I enjoy it. I have such a great time listening. So, and I'm glad to be here and I'll be sure to be listening to myself when this drops too. Do it, man. I mean, most episodes
2: I don't have pants on when we're recording. (laughs) So, I mean, I I still have that level of enjoyment. Um, But yeah, (laughs) I mean, to be honest, like, I, I try not to be like your... The, I try not to be like the the wrestling guys on Twitter. Do you know what I mean? I try not to be like. I mean, obviously, there's stuff that I criticise and that Jordan criticises and stuff. But why why watch wrestling if you're not going to enjoy it? You have to like. I, I think this is another reason why the rag sheets and the dirt sheets have kind of ruined wrestling to a point where people can't just watch it objectively. Um, and just enjoy it for what it is. Suspend your disbelief. You know what I mean? You have to take yourself out of, you know, the behind-the-scenes shit and, you know, Vince McMahon or Tony Khan or whatever, whatever. I mean, obviously, we have our rants and our moments on that, but, you know, you've just got to watch it and just go, you know, just enjoy what you're watching or kind of, I'm not really enjoying what I'm watching, you know, but just be honest about it and not don't try and... I think, can I be really honest? I think no. people give too much. Uh, they, they they think their opinion means more than it does. Do you know what I mean? Like too many fucking, I'm going to piss loads of people off of this, but I don't care. And we're only like 10 minutes in. Like too many wrestling podcasts, wrestling video shows, wrestling review shows really think that their their opinion means more than it does because it don't mean shit. No one gives a fuck, really, what you think. They're they're watching it just to maybe, I don't know, like broaden their horizons of maybe opening their mind to what they think, you know, maybe just to get another opinion. But ultimately, people aren't going to be like, oh, yeah, like, you know, that guy's opinion was really spot on or whatever. Like, people are always going to be like, no, you're wrong. Or, you know you talking shit or occasionally people go, yeah, yeah, I actually agree with you, but really your opinion doesn't mean shit. It's just, we're doing this for our own sanity. That's why we don't really put too much stock in our own opinions. We're like, right. We watch this. This is what we thought. And I'm pretty sure in every single episode, JB, we always say, don't take our word for it. Fucking watch it yourself. And right. then, you know, we always say that pretty much every single episode. It's like, don't listen to us. Like, Watch it yourself and then make your own opinions. But this is just what we think. Like, and if you like it or you don't like it, it don't, we don't really give a shit. You know, it's one of them things. We just it is what it is.
0: In the spirit of, you know, not taking ourselves too seriously. If you want to subscribe, you know, and you know, check us out. Chris, you know, Chris can reel off every podcast, you know, medium that that you can find us on. (laughs) By all means, subscribe, follow, like, comment, you know, do that shit.
2: Obviously, obviously Mm -hmm. slap the fucking bell. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? We're not, we're not that far uh, removed from how it is. Like, obviously we want you to subscribe and that so we can continue doing what we're doing. But ultimately, if you don't, I'm not going to have a cry wank about it. I'm just going to be like, all right, well, fine. Fuck it. You know, it is what it is. But if you do want to subscribe, slap the bell. Um, <laughs> Chat Grapple and Cheat Pops podcast on YouTube. Um, hit us up at Chat Grapple Pops on Instagram and Twitter. That is JB's domain. He is the fucking Ben's man for too. that shit. Um, you know, and yeah, we're on pretty much every single podcast uh, platform available. I will not reel them off because I won't bore Bishop with that. And um, yeah, it is what it is. But ultimately, yeah, our opinion is our own. And if you like it, you like it. If you don't like it, you don't like it. But I think people do enjoy listening to us because we just, especially English people. I think English English guys listening to two other English guys talking about wrestling is quite refreshing uh, for, for us because we're used to listening to the American podcast. We're used to listening to, you know, something to wrestle with and fucking 83 yeah. weeks and all that shit, you know, which is, is fine. It's great, you know, and and, you know, there's, so many wrestling podcasts out there that people can listen to it's great but to have a couple of english guys talking about dandelion and burdock and bits and bobs and you know jack and danny's you know like so it's all it's all good baby it's all it's all good right
1: uh, butter and parsnips yeah, oh, boy, cheating,
0: you know, God, God it. butter his parsnip before you get going. So. Oh, he's
2: already buttered my parsnip. Don't worry. <laughs> just accepting the offer of the forbidden door. He has buttered the parsnip. And that's why I'm wearing like a major league soccer uh jersey as well, just to kind of, I know it's not, you're from New York ways, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so yeah. I, was, I was born I'm, and raised there. I live in Delaware now, which is, you know, just three hours away from where I grew up. Oh, um, sweet. You know, it's, so I guess it's right down the street from London, basically for you guys right that exactly. pretty much yeah. 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 yeah it's like that london to manchester thing Stones, Stones i'm just i'm just as close to london as you guys are <laughs> 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 Fucking man you guys cracked me that's that's what i'm talking about and if you guys don't know exactly what we're talking about go back and listen to their last episode uh <laughs> the rumble at the royal Albert hall is that what it was yeah called? the oh, Battle Battle royal. royal. i said my memory is shit but what i do remember is the good times i have and i'll tell you this i've even um i think i've even dm'd you guys Um, during this whole podcast thing the very first time you guys shouted me out and uh appreciate that because it's on the intro to my episode uh to my podcast it gases me up every time I hear it (laughs) no it's amazing
2: every time I hear (laughs) it Terrible (laughs) Wrestling Takes podcast the
1: intro has the people (laughs) who shout me out on their shows because I do appreciate that and the first time you guys did no lie I started tearing up because for people to recognize that it, this is exactly what you said, Chris. I understand my opinion doesn't matter. But what I do know is that if you listen to Sam Roberts or you listen to Peter Rosenberg or you listen to Conrad Thompson or even Busted Open, all those guys, you listen to them, I will guarantee fucking to you my opinion is different. That's why I started this, because there's more. I know there's more people like me who see it in between those lines. And a big problem I have with a lot of those people is they say, if you don't see it this way, you're wrong. Um, you have to be blind if you don't see this. All I say, and and I I do catch myself every once in a while going in that because I do feel passionate about certain storylines and things like that, but again with the AEW stuff, like okay you want to tell me Raw suck, but you keep tuning in. Um, you want to tell me that this storyline is shit, but you don't want to hold AEW accountable for when Matt Hardy almost dies, right? Like, you know, and and then I go to two, uh, the Exploding Barbed Wire Deathmatch, right? What was the shit about that? No, they didn't lose viewers, but they should have. Because had they lost viewers, then they wouldn't fuck up again next time. But they continue to keep fucking up because nobody holds them accountable. I'm going to say, okay, it was cool. But the fact that the death match wasn't a death match and that the exploding barbed wire didn't explode, I have a problem with that. The show did suck. And that should bring the show down. Mm. When most people's commentary on it was like, oh, it was a great match beforehand. No, it wasn't. Because every spot where they landed on something was going to explode, you got a piff, you got a piff. Did, did, did it, it look like somebody far? spilt the uh, the the fucking nose candy? You know what I mean?
0: Like Marty Jannetty blew his nose in the Nasty Boys jacket.
1: Oh my god, was it you guys or was it a different show? No, you said it, JB. You said it on last episode, right before mm. Marty Jannetty decided to throw himself through a window. Yeah, like, yeah. come on. <laughs> well, it, it, you
2: know it's it's real funny because you you are right as well like i when i when i say that our, our opinions don't matter i think it's I, i'm generalizing a little bit
1: because they're not gospel we yeah, know they're not gospel that's yeah. right
2: that's right we we know like they're not objectively right or or wrong do you know what right. i mean it's like right they're, they're not like the truth it is just literally an opinion and they don't mean anything but they they do matter to some people because like you say like the majority of other wrestling podcasts, they're kind of tribal to a point where they're like AEW fanboys or they're like WWE all the way and AEW sucks. You know, it's fucking, it's too tribal. Like, it does seem like we're shitting on AEW a lot of the time, but it just, it's probably because they're doing a lot of dog shit stuff. But when (laughs) WWE does shit stuff, we always say, look, that sucked or we weren't right. a fan of that or whatever. So we try and be as as l- less tribal as, as possible, like you do. You know, we we yeah. do try and be that objective, like, look, we're not saying you should hate this or like this or whatever. We're just saying we watch this and this is what we got from it. You know, it is what it is. Watch it yourself if you don't think so. But we're not like, oh, you think this, you're wrong. And that's like, right. like what right. you say. That's unfortunately... Um, I don't know why people do it, though, bro. Like, why, like, do they think that they're going to get a call from Tony Khan going, yeah, you know what, bud? Uh, We're really loving your reviews and that. Maybe you can, like, come on board and, like, interview fucking, you know, I don't know, Chris Statland or something, you know. I, fuck, I don't know. What do they think is going to happen? Like, do they think that they're going to somehow get some kind of pat on the back? Are they going to, you know,
1: you know, I, I don't understand. Yeah, I don't know. I don't you know. know. Again, I I try to be me as much as possible. And and again, I appreciate your guys' endorsement for heading over to the ringer, even though I know that's not going to happen. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, you know. If if you ever stop doing your show for you and you do it for other people, um, it's going to sacrifice. I mean, that that happened to me early on. I, I jumped up in listens from. I mean, my first, I don't know, 20 episodes, six, eight, whatever. And then I was doing some some better stuff. I was trying to broaden. I was doing a lot of work. And I jumped to 15, 18, 30. And then the turn of the new year, all that shit went back down into the single digits. And this is even after I had you guys on. So you guys must have fucking tanked my shit.
3: Yeah. Sorry, um, Dave.
1: Nah, it's all good, man. We're, we're back on track. We're back on track. We're averaging around 30 an episode. So I'm okay with that. Um, <laughs> even though you guys got enough for two episodes. But no, the point is, I stopped doing it for me. I started doing it for everyone else. Um, I had my own issues. And then when I started doing it for me again, I was like, oh, shit. I found my voice again. I know how to spend, like my last episode. I was going to try to get it done in like 25 minutes because it was just NXT takeover and, you know, kind of like my spitballing of the future. i went 35 minutes. Hmm just talking about NXT by myself. And it's not a pat on the back. It's just, that's my voice. My voice is seeing what direction we're going into and giving you my opinion. I could be completely wrong. And if I am, I'll say, fuck, I got that wrong. But when I was shouting out Lana Lana for going through the table and everyone's going, oh, she's getting buried because Rusev went to uh, AEW. She went through nine tables in a row before they even said anything on on WWE television. And I'm I'm patting her on the back for putting in the work. And then right before she gets released, she has one of her best matches. Hmm. I'm like, yes, if you if you pay attention and you invest in what the the talent is doing for you, you can have a lot more fun. So again, I try to get back into nine-year-old Chrissy mode singing hymns and watch this with a child's objective eyes instead of some idiot adult who wants to pick apart something that I have no control over. Yeah, you watch it and have fun. Yeah. Oh, man. this is fun. People shit all over SummerSlam. The second time I watched it, I was like, SummerSlam was pretty fucking good. It was pretty good. Mm-hmm. So why why shit on it? Have that fun. Be objective.
0: It's uh yeah, it's um I think a lot of it is clout, it is clout chasing. And that's something but what are you I gonna can't...
1: get? 150 retweets? But yeah. that's
0: it, that's the it, game, that might, bruv. That might mean something to someone, yeah. you know, that might mean something to them, you know. Getting the True. check mark next to their name on Twitter means something to people. It, you know, doesn't mean jack to the rest of us. But I have a I have a question, Bishop, which has uh, been burning a hole at the minute. Um, one of your last Q and As, you said that you'd never accept a sponsorship from Bluetooth.
2: Yeah. And then right. later
0: on in the show, you're talking about Batista's dick. Right. I mean, I mean, it writes itself, man. Like, you seriously wouldn't accept that sponsorship from Bluetooth if we are talking about dicks.
1: Well, in in Batista's case too Does he pop a blue chew So the blue makeup for Drax adheres better And like I said It doesn't matter how big Batista's dick is We all know Drax is packing bigger heat than Batista is I mean, he's a fucking space alien With extreme confidence and a dummy No offense, a jacked dummy? Come on, you know he's got something going for him So <laughs> no,
2: <but laughs> I really enjoyed that episode That <laughs> Q&A you. Really, I really enjoyed deal. it man. It was it's like a a peek into Bishop's soul, you know what I mean? It's like <laughs> you know you and and I mean you're real in every single episode anyway when you're when you're watching yeah. the stuff. But you know the Q&A is like it is a little bit more of a you know you get more of your personality out in it because it's your honest opinions on sometimes stupid questions but yeah. then you put your own
1: spin on the answers which is cool man.
0: I no, I, I asked, appreciate I have that. asked some stupid questions. Yeah. I, I'll yeah, admit.
1: and I, I'm sure I've answered them properly. <laughs> yeah, you,
0: you, you really brought light to the Snapple in Arizona debate, man. It was something else.
1: <laughs> but see, in those in those instances, honestly, you you can you can try to ham it up. You can try to write a joke, you can try to, you know, whatever you want to call it, but I don't know. I, I appreciate that because I do try to be objective. I try to be as silly and funny as possible because that's just, I mean, you know, my favorite movie of all, one of my favorite movies of all time is Zack and Mary make a porno. Right. And when that movie came out, you see the title, you're like, I'm not watching that. Well, Seth Rogen is the star. Um, Elizabeth Banks is the the female lead. Craig Robinson, who everybody loves today. Right. This movie's made like 20 years ago and you have these people who, and it's the, the Kevin Smith people right? Jay Muse is in it. Kevin Smith directed it. It's a Kevin Smith movie. If you tell somebody, hey, you want to see a Kevin Smith movie, and you hand them that title with nobody on the cover, you're like, wow, this has got to be fucking silly funny. And it's silly funny. It's like, it's my favorite shit. So yeah. Um, But no, honestly, though, the the Bluetooth thing, the reason why I would never accept the sponsorship, I'm tired of the fucking commercials. And they all sound the same. Which is why when I hear people do an anchor commercial, I'm like, mine's better. (laughs) Because I try to make it sound different. And I've I I've, I've listened to two man uh two man podcasts try to bounce the anchor cuz it's a script you bounce it off each other and you try no I I try to filter it my way and then when I hear other people do it who I know get way more listens than I do I'm like yeah but mine's better cuz I try to do me I try to you know I try to interject me into these things and I've heard so many blue I've never used it I don't have a desire to use it not even on some macho shit more or less I'm afraid to take it and then need to keep using it so I don't need to vasodilate my shit and then find out I don't have enough blood for when I don't need it. So, no, I just, I wouldn't do it. Yeah, I wouldn't no, accept you don't, the do
2: You don't need Bluetooth, man. You don't need Bluetooth. Just butter your parsnip like I do. That's <laughs> it. You, honestly, slap the butter on the parsnip and you'll be going all day long like the clappers. Um, too many, too many Manscaped
1: commercials as well. Yeah. Like, I just. But I would know. love that. I would love Manscaped. A free, a free beard trimmer. A free ball trimmer, I would love it. <laughs> I, a Dollar Shave Club, yeah, I'll take it. Dollar Shave Club, you know? yeah.
2: See, there's a few, man. I mean, what is but it? But I hear uh, you.
1: Yeah, there's too many of the same.
2: Max Weldon, have you heard yeah. the Max Weldon ones? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I, I've got like a. It's a weird. I listen to some really obscure podcasts in America, like some real fucking like crazy ones by the comedians and stuff, and um, you know some of the ads on there, you know, like um, CBD. Um, mm you know commercials mac weldon for underwear with you know like um joey diaz and all that has some weird ones on there
1: yeah
2: um you know that's it's a like, guy
1: that's a guy who will do an ad in his voice yeah you know let me tell you something cocksuckers yeah it, fucking it, tremendous it, these me undies. yeah if you don't want yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, you ain't never felt the fucking <laughs> his manscaped commercials are fantastic he's going to though. cut the ball bag like yeah joey <laughs> diaz is great I haven't listened to him in a while though, but I just listened to the last one where he had,
2: uh, Oh fuck. Who did he have on? He had another comedian on. It was, uh, it wasn't that great. Actually. It was a little bit boring, but um, <laughs> it was, it was uh, that's the last one I watched on the way to work with another comedian on It at had its had its moments. But um, I mean, we're, we've, I, I think that's another thing that we need to talk about is like the pure amount of wrestling podcasts that are out there. It's, Let's be honest, there's there's too much shit for people to wade yes. through to get, like, good content, I think. Um, it is a fucking minefield, and that's why I think people with good content often struggle to keep listeners or to even be found in the first place. Um, there are a few – I don't want to fucking piss too many people off. There, there's <laughs> there, there's a em. few – um, you know, like, nice, man. like podcast groups, you know, um, where you know people want to they're retweeting each other and stuff like that, and resharing each other's episodes and stuff, you know. Um, and like I say, I'm not trying to fucking burn bridges or whatever, but ultimately, I think we're just kind of passing the duchy upon the left hand side, and it's just going around in a circle, it's not really expanding anything really i mean you know and there's some good guys in those groups don't get me wrong do you know what i mean we we chat with a few guys there's some good content in there but i think ultimately there were just so many wrestling podcasts and even more since lockdown uh yeah. start you know or, or whenever i don't know when it kicked off in the states but it, ours was like what 2019 George, when lockdown over here
0: yeah, around it was it was in the first lockdown, which was pretty fucking dire, wasn't it? Yeah, uh, yeah, around uh, right about the first lockdown. So yeah, when I mean
2: they just, I mean, and that's when me and Jordan started really, like you know, yeah. we it's just because we we just had more time for it. Um, but it seemed like, and I'm gonna say... like every cunt and their uncle had a podcast at that time, and it's like, all right, cool. Like I'm not knocking it because that's what we did, but some people really just shouldn't <laughs>
3: like you know <laughs> just,
2: just because you can don't mean you should um yeah. you know and that's not me being fucking dick about it or saying that we're amazing or anything it's just there's just so much ma- so much man there's just so many to to wade through it some, sometimes it's difficult and i can see from an objective person's point of view he's trying to just find good wrestling content um it's just hard. It's really hard to you type in wrestling review. Fuck, yeah. you, you know you, you're gonna get the top hits. You're gonna get like Wrestlemania. You know you're gonna get the the big ones because Wrestlemania is quite a big one in the UK. What, um, what's that? Ones, that?
0: ones that pay for yeah promotion.
2: Yeah, and the ones that yeah. Pay that's for the other pro- thing yeah.
1: too. There's so many podcast platforms. Like uh, one of the cool things or one of the reasons why I get down with Anchor um, is everything across it is free, but. When I look at like Podbean or uh, Spreaker or some of these other ones, they have different tiers that not only are you paying for because Anchor is also unlimited upload length. There's no no amount of time you can put on your episodes per week, per month, per day. Nothing you can do. You can live stream for fucking three weeks in a row, post that as one episode, and you're good to go. Um, but these other ones they have so many tiers but every tier that you pay for the ability to use you're also paying for automatic downloads and i don't want to do that like yes i would love for my numbers to be up there again i i know people who have worse shows than me and that's not even just that's just objective listening to my ear and i hate my own voice but i don't mind my show i really mm. don't i the way and then when i think about it when I Just when I listen back to my own, I go, okay, can I say something different? Can I structure the show a little bit different? Did everything come off okay? And honestly, JB, you usually get to me first, or I'll get someone like Graham from The Good Cop, Bad Cop. And just, hey, great show. Um, I love this point. And I'm like, okay, good. Anything I was insecure about, I already listened to. I know some people listened to already. Cool, we can go forward. I would hate to get 15,000 downloads and think I'm doing a good job. That doesn't make sense to me. I can't, I can't justify getting those listens or even bragging about them. So when I hit thousand for the first time, I felt amazing. When I, when we, when I crossed 50 uh, downloads on your guys's episode on my show, it felt awesome. I was like, oh, this is so cool. And then what was even cooler is I had a standalone episode of just me hit 50 and I was like, fucking right. I'm doing something right. Now I can focus on, what that was that got me there. It's not just having you guys on my show that that raises the tide. You know what I mean? I can, I can now look at a me show and go, okay, when I talk about this stuff, it, ne- it moves a little bit more. I talk about that stuff, it goes down a little bit. A lot, honestly, I get most of my downloads on solo episodes from AEW shows. And I can't stand AEW. But either people like listening to AEW reviews or they like how I talk about AEW which is hard because if they like how I talk about AEW, then I got to watch it. And I'm like, fuck, I got to watch it. Now I got to talk about it. And most of the time when I talk about it, I watch back so I don't forget anything, mm. you know? And, but these solo ones that I do that, that you know, again, that needle moves a little bit. I'm like, okay, good. That makes me feel good, but it's organic. It's not an automatic 10,000 downloads, you know? So what, what's the difference between 10 and 12,000 besides 2,000? But when you're already paying for 10, I don't know what that extra 2000 means. Does that mean that a couple more ads filtered through? Does that mean that a couple more um, automatic plays happen? You know what I mean? So I, I like the organicness about what I do. I would love for my, my listenership to grow more, but at the end of the day, if I get you guys and your support and I get, you know, the plethora of hashtag our side of the IWC that actually listen and support, it's great. It's great. And to, to your guys' point before, I also don't like from a personal standpoint having more retweets than listens. That bothers me.
2: Mm-hmm. I
1: don't if retweeting doesn't support my show. 100%, the, bro. The like button on Twitter doesn't support my show cuz when you like it, it doesn't go to other people's feeds. So mm-hmm. yes, retweet it so other people can see that shit, but also download it and listen. And mm-hmm. if you don't have time to listen, and that's what makes your guys' episodes so great. They're they're evergreen. They're evergreen. It doesn't in 5 years from now, they can listen to you Talk about the Royal Albert Hall. Like it's doesn't matter. That that show's already gone. Where mine are more of the now, so you gotta yeah. listen. You know, so you know, I, I, don't, I don't know where I'm really rambling to, but as far as like the listens go, I'd much rather than be way more organic than pay for placement. Paying for placement just doesn't make sense to me. It's really? like it's like being on iCopro. You know, can you really trust trust the physique?
2: I think we- um, yeah, we'll
1: ask we'll ask Lex and
2: Steiner. I'm sure they will disagree. Anyway, um, talking about Ico Pro, you can get our lovely merch as well. The Ico Pro Jacked Winners uh, mugs there with mine and uh, Jordan's mug on a mug. Um,
0: <laughs> this is just a plain one with the uh, us in. That's
2: the other design. In
0: our workout gear.
1: That's right. Fucking I love, cosplay. I love how. Can you throw that up again, JB? I, I love how. <laughs> I love how Chris is like. I'm trying, but I don't know if I should be here right now. Like, man, that's what I was like in the ring as well. Like, I just used to
2: stand in the corner, just be like, what am I doing here? But I used to have massive dreadlocks as well. So, um... There is a picture, maybe I'll put it on screen now, of me in, uh, in Dagenham in a ring and real quality wrestling with uh, in Len Davis's place with the uh, young JB and also the amazing Cactus Matt. Yeah. Um, and there's me in the corner in the ring just looking fucking cool as fuck with, like, massive dreadlocks, <laughs> you know, gloves on. And I weren't on the Ico Pro then either, so I was a right skinny little fucker.
0: There's, there's also that clip from YouTube which... Uh managed to find of uh, you hitting someone with a hurricanrana like yeah out of nowhere which, yeah man like, like I said it was filmed on a potato so it it, was. Like it could be either Chris or Jungle Boy doing this yeah. in the middle of you know God knows where I don't know it was in
2: Hatfield bro it was in the Hatfield leisure centre bro that's take that's if you want to go UK it was in Hatfield leisure centre on like a Thursday night under like them really yellow lights. I don't know if you have them in the set, legisl- like in a, a sports place where you can go and play like badminton and shit. Sure, you know? sure. Um, you know, under those really shitty yellow lights that you find in there. In like a, it's like a school hall, you know? Like where you'd have assembly. I don't know if you did you guys have assemblies in, yeah, in school? Yeah, 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 yeah. you know? I, know,
1: I get what you're talking about with the lights. Yeah. It's yeah. it's only found, you know, they I'm sure they put them up in the sixties. They weren't safe in the seventies and they decided to just say fuck it. And yeah. Move them up in the 80s. Yeah, I know. That's the it, man. You're about. They're, and they're still there
2: to this day. <laughs> yeah. Those shitty lights. But yeah, it's just me hitting uh can't remember. I've I, I can not remember who it was I was hitting with that Hurricane Rana either. But we were doing some training because me and Jordan, like we we looked at getting into the business. Um what's you know, stopped we, it we uh what stopped it? Uh partly, that's a long
0: that's a long story.
2: It's a long story. Maybe we should go into it, man. Like we
0: could we could, we could dive into that one day. But I just yeah. that. I mean, we'd be. I mean, we'd be really, really digging people out on this.
1: Yeah, we fucking gotcha. would. Yeah, gotcha. just those, those people. Well, I'm, I'm not it. the feds. I'm just listening to you guys. I promise. It's, I'm not the feds. It, I'm just listening.
2: But basically, there's a lot of politics involved in the sure. wrestling business, yeah. And it's like, if if you're if you're willing to like, you know, if you can deep throat down to the ball bag, you're good, man. You know what I mean? You, <laughs> you know if you're willing to just kind of right yeah if you if you're willing to just gas people up then you can go far um but if you're kind of like we are and we give our honest criticism about things that are happening and certain people that are getting the push and certain people that are not getting the push uh then you get fucking not like you get buried
1: but you kind of get buried you know what i mean
0: slightly mistreated
1: yeah slightly. i look forward to that it's a shoot brother i look forward to that one deep <laughs> dive <laughs>
0: into what happened to our Hell yeah. you know, very, very short wrestling careers
1: well to, to be honest you know
2: we we've um we've been trained by and, and been around people that are kind of big in the uk um you know we we could have if we really wanted to but the fact is as well with wrestling you kind of have to not have a family not have a wife, not have kids. Or if you do, you have to not give a fuck about any of them uh, and just kind of go out there on the road, kind of just literally do anything that you need to do. And it was like, it was difficult at that time because my son was quite young. Um, when, When I first started, he wasn't born. And then he was born and then it was like, Shit, you know, like yep. I don't really have time to go training and shit, and you know, um, but yeah, it's kind of it's, it's tough, man. If you want to be a wrestler, like it's it's not easy, you know, and it is tough on the old body. As soon as you get one niggly injury that just keeps coming back and coming back and coming back, like it's fucking hard. I mean, I'm pretty sure, like JB will say, dude, you had a bad fucking back, right? Like JB's knee was fucking yeah. gone, his back.
0: I ended up having some some injections in my spine and stuff like a few years back, just to you know, because there was a time like to, way after and stuff like that. Though I couldn't, I couldn't get up, I couldn't get out of bed, like I couldn't get up and walk around. I was, it was so like, and that was probably due to you know, bumping on the ridiculous floor,
2: <laughs> bumping on fucking gymnastic mats, and them going, yeah, yeah, no, you'd be fine. It's yeah. fine. Right. Just but, no, it's fine. Just just slap your arms out. Just no, it's fine. It's not fine. It's really, it's really not fine. Um, I'm not okay. Um, like, yeah, I mean, it's it's fucking tough, man. It is, you know. And some people are built for it, and some people ain't. But there's a there's a lot of facets to it, you know. There's the physical side of it. There's the literally giving up everything else and and going yeah. for it. And there's also the politics of yeah. If you if, learn if, to if play you, the
0: game,
2: if you don't play the game, game over.
1: Respect. And that's yeah, that's
0: not even a Triple H sort of thing. That's uh, yeah, that's just everything about it. you. Just got to be, a, you've got to completely immerse yourself in it. And yeah, it's if you can't give one hundred percent, then yeah, like it's not really for you. And as we're uh, finally starting to move on to wrestling,
1: hell yeah, you got me all day. You got me all day. The wife that's took great. the kid shopping, so damn. You know, Here we go. I'm yours. I'm all yours. Just don't put me in the middle. Yes, yeah. come on, man. You got a chat, grappling cheap pop
2: sandwich just waiting to happen <laughs> with the squishy Bishop Center right there, baby.
0: Let's, let's start with WWE because I think if, we, if I started you off with AEW, we could be here all night. Um, Brock Lesnar's back, apparently, it's eight matches for over two years. How do you feel? Are you, are you happy?
1: So, number one, and and this is no disrespect to you, um, I don't care about eight matches for two years. That doesn't bother me. Yeah. Tomorrow is what bothers me, right? Or is what I'm worried about. I'm not worried about eight matches for two years. Zero concern of mine. I don't care because that's not for me to worry about. What's for me to worry about is what I saw. Now, since you guys listen to the show, you know that I, I put this out there shit towards the end of last year um what if roman and brock became tag team champions what does that look like and that's that's why i don't fantasy book because i say dumb shit like that and it never leaves my brain and i'm like man that'd be fucking awesome um but no look brock i I did um speaking of of uh, uh podcast groups i'm part of uh the pro wrestling index um and we're, we're just a group of podcast people who the guy, Tim, who runs it does a great job of putting up individual websites for our episodes. And we have this cool community, but what we did was uh, we ranked our top 200 wrestlers. And when I was in, I I picked 10, so I got to finish every single round. And at 10, I was like, man, it's the way these people think it's either gonna be John Cena or it's gonna be Brock Lesnar. And they didn't pick Cena. So I I had to pick Cena 10. And then at 20, Lesnar was still around. So I picked Lesnar. Lesnar is one of the greatest of all time. He just is. His athletic ability, the way that fucking crowd went, when's the last time you were supposed to, actually supposed to cheer for Brock Lesnar? When was he when was he the good guy in what was happening? Right? He's never he been, was cheered. He was cheered been, ironically, yeah. When People didn't want Roman to win. He was cheered ironically when he beat the shit out of John Cena, right? But he was never supposed I think to be it was the Seth good Rollins.
0: Thing. I think he uh, he challenged Rollins when Rollins was part of the authority. I think it was the only other only other time.
1: Well, at that no, because at that time wasn't he? Oh yes. Yeah, kind of when they did like the triple threat and and all that but even lesnar then was a part-timer still under heyman's wing and i'm not i'm not saying that to disagree with you but the the concept that i'm at least mentally is like you're not supposed to cheer for him Mm. but the response he got at SummerSlam, him him giving daps to the crowd with the fist bumps and the high fives what brock lesnar has ever done that
0: now that gave me some serious sid vibes
1: bro i was
2: gonna say that gave me some sid vibes like you know fucking give yeah He's the
1: man that rules the world. Hell yeah! The master and the ruler. The master and the ruler. (laughs) Don't gas me up on Sid, man. I get excited. Sweaty ass perm mullet that he had. Yeah, dude. That thing was gorgeous. (laughs) Hey, can we start over? (laughs) Sid's the best, man. Oh, Sid. Sid, very underrated, but also rightfully so. Right? I mean, the guy had tremendous. Tremendous success. He was over with the crowd like crazy. I mean, you guys are the princes of previous pay per view, right? Every time you see Sid, how nuts does the crowd go? Oh, insane! Was H- he any good?
2: No, but it that don't matter ultimately <laughs> because oh, you know, know it, that's what's it, crazy. Sid, yeah, that's the thing. Like you know, the fact that you know in the Rumble where you know he eliminated you know the whole Hogan situation where they kind of the crowd were cheering for sid and hogan didn't like it you know and right. all this kind of shit it's amazing you know it's yeah for for me still the the interviews and the the little bits that he did in wrestlemania 11 um you know when they were talking about you know diesel and and all that shit it was fucking incredible like he was yeah. just a loose cannon on the mic he yeah. was just <laughs> you know oh just incredible man like that that but, for me yeah, so
1: so to the Brock Lesnar point, though, I'm I'm super excited because I think at the end of the day, um, it doesn't in 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 my perception, it doesn't feel like he doesn't want to be here. It feels like he wants to be here, and he really enjoyed the SummerSlam moment. And he, <clears throat> as much as he stared down Roman, he didn't stare him down. It wasn't about he didn't point at the title. It was none of that. It was Brock is back, and this is how big Brock is. He is main event big. And the crowd showed it, and he showed it. I mean, he's he's fucking massive. I said to a buddy of mine, I said, why are his arms longer? What the fuck? He's he's almost 50, and his arms are getting longer. He fucking (laughs) blue-chewed his arms. He's...
3: (laughs) Uh, so, that's yeah, I mean, look, I'm, I'm you, man. super
1: excited for him to be back. I I really, besides the Ambrose match at WrestleMania, I don't think he disappoints. I think he does. I, I have him as top two salesman of all time. When it comes to giving himself to his opponents, he's either number one or number two. And by the time Roman's done, he might be knocked down to three. But my top three of all time of giving themselves, and it's just because basically recency bias, but Triple H, Roman, and Brock Lesnar are the top three at giving themselves To their opponents when they're there to play ball when Brock Lesnar is facing off against Daniel Bryan Finn Balor AJ Styles even Ricochet like when he's there and he's performing that triple threat with Cena and Rollins I mean even even the Roman match before the uh before the cash in by Rollins when Lesnar's there to play ball there's nothing better to watch he is fucking fantastic and we should all appreciate it so I'm here for it I don't care how many matches it is it could be one more and if it was one more i in my opinion we'd be, we'd get probably the greatest lesnar match of all time i think he's here to play ball and that's all i care about
2: yeah man he, him and angle at 19 was a fucking great match you know the fact that he fucked up the shooting star doesn't really matter Oof. it was still a great match and he he did like you say he gave himself to angle and they had had their issues as well um, behind the curtain or whatever it was said you know but the fact is they great match you know and lesnar we can have the we could have the conversation on Another certain individual coming back to wrestling that same week, and which one we'll get is that. the bigger we'll draw? Get that. Don't
0: worry, we'll, we'll you know. But but
2: like like Bishop saying, like to say that Lesnar isn't that fucking superstar, isn't that main eventer, is pure bullshit because he is. Yeah. He is. He's way up there, man. He is. You know. He is. He's Brock Lesnar. You know. He and the fact that Heyman's in the mix as well with Roman, it's just beautiful. Absolute recipe for. Amazingness. So yeah, it, let's see how it goes. But again, the fact that we even know that it's eight matches over two years, we shouldn't know that. Right. We shouldn't. We shouldn't right. even have that information. And that's not our fault. That is the fucking rag sheets, brother. Right. Um. You know, we shouldn't know that shit. Maybe we need a disconnect. We said it on our one of our previous shows. We need that disconnect from the rag sheets to, for in order for people to to watch it and just watch it and not know. You know, watch Lesnar come back and not think, ah, but he's only here for eight matches over two years. What the fuck? You know, we don't need that. We need to just go, fuck yeah, man, Lesnar's back. Let's see what they do. You know, yeah. but that that kind of uh, suspension of disbelief, we don't have it because people can just go on the internet and just look at what's going on. And there's always going to be some fucking rat backstage who's got information mm. and he's going to put it on the internet.
1: And, then, and, and the reason why I block all of those, because what, what you just described means more to a lot of the fan base than what actually happens on TV. Fuck it me. Yeah. It bothers me. It's like why, yeah. why? And that's another reason why I started the show is because oh, well, um, because of course, right? The the one fuck face of all time that I fucking hate, fuck Dave Meltzer. And that's the only time I'll say his name on this show. Um <laughs> every time I remember this fucking 10 years ago or seven years ago when I got back into this. Every time they did something different, oh, well, they changed it last minute. Or how about just saying you were fucking wrong? You were yeah, wrong. Yeah,
0: you know, plans change, yeah. It yeah no, up. they it's, it's, me,
1: sometimes yeah. sometimes plans change, and sometimes you're just fucking wrong. Yeah, although oh, I, I could not stand it. I'm like, you know what? Instead of saying before something happens what I think is going to happen, I will say this story is leading this way. I'm super invested. I don't know what's going to happen. Let's watch and find out. Because when you watch and find out, you can actually enjoy it. That's that's you know how I take it in.
2: Heaven forbid we watch wrestling and fucking enjoy it. Tell Jesus,
1: and not who'd have thought it, man? Fuck, yeah. what an idea that is, eh? <laughs> I don't look. I and I got to be honest. I, I I I try my best to watch wrestling the same way I watch regular entertainment. Okay, if I'm invested in a TV show. I don't read the TV guide, shouts to being old, I don't read the TV guide to see what's going to happen next, right? Mm -hmm. Um, I'm a huge fan of all the Marvel movies. I never watch trailers. The Spider-Man trailer that got leaked and it's all over Twitter, I tell people who post it on there, get the shit off my feed. Because I don't want to see the trailer. I want to go to the theater and be surprised by what happens. I'm already gassed up by what it is. It's a new Mm -hmm. fucking Mm Spider-Man. The the leaks are out that fucking... um, it's crossovers with the original Spider-Man and all that shit. Like, cool. I, I Spoil that for me. Fine. How does it happen? Hey, let's find out. I felt The fact that I saw, you know, spoiler, um, the cap of the, uh, the Spider-Man trailer I saw had Dr. Strange in it. I'm like, fuck you guys. Hmm. Like, I was going to bat for Dr. Strange when nobody else was. Because I hmm. thought that movie was fucking incredible. And now everybody's like, oh, my God, Dr. Strange, Dr. Strange. No, motherfucker. Like, I've been saying Roman's and tribal chief from day one. You know what I mean? Like that's how I, that's how I like integrate all this stuff because wrestling is entertainment and you should enjoy it the same way. You don't yell at a writer for killing off your favorite character. You know what I mean? Watch it. What's the conclusion? Oh shit. How'd you feel? Wow. I'm kind of bummed that my favorite guy isn't here anymore. Okay. What's next? Next mm. episode. Keep going. Keep going.
2: Who's next?
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> now- I was in Bishop's Twitter space on some over slam which was a uh, very very uh, oh man what an experience that was that was so much fun Thank you. I couldn't <laughs> last the night I couldn't I think I got to about must have been 2:15 2. 2:45 2. like our time and I was like real I
1: trooper can't... man you were on forever but... you should have got on the beak
2: bruv, I'm telling you I didn't I didn't
0: even think about it to be honest I about ah. have, have a couple of a couple of bumps and I'd have been right in, on it yeah mate I um, I heard your reaction when the man came back. Ah, uh, hell yeah! It was so, it was so fucking pure. Like it was like a real happiness in your Bishop's, like in his noises, his voice. It was like, and I was a couple of seconds behind as well on my feed.
1: <laughs> the man, orange baby, right there. I got to change at no it point, in the at description. No point
0: mention it. At no point did he say, oh, I Becky Lynch, Becky Lynch." Like you know, he just
1: yeah, he yeah, was just, yeah, yeah. It was pure like I can't spoil it for the watch alongs. No. I can't do that. No, no. Thank you. I appreciate that. Look, Becky's Becky's a big reason why I continued watching cuz when Raw was going downhill with storylines, Becky was killing it. Or if she was cut out of Raw, she was on SmackDown holding it down. I abs- I'm an Alexa fan today because of the feud she had with Becky. When when Alexa threw Becky through the table for the Women's Championship. My wife and I are sitting on the couch like what the, what the fuck? Who was Alexa? What? What the fuck is going on? So we watched Alexa to see if Becky could get the title back. We watched Alexa to see how this character grew and if she could wrestle and all the shit. And like, and right, now I'm fucking. I'm a huge Alexa Mark. I mean, you guys again have listened to the show. I've been following that story since fucking November on what's going on with Alexa. Um, yeah, I, I fuck. I love me some Becky Lynch, and I, I posted it on Twitter. I, I, I actually said it on the last episode, I believe. This is the first time in my show, which. Um, JB, you hopped on the the 100th episode and you were also there for the one year anniversary, which was SummerSlam. So again, thank you so much, sir. And Chris, not to not to not put you out there. When I was prepping for Twitter Spaces, my guy Chris was on the train headed home and he's like, fuck it. I'm gonna click in here and see what's up. So we were talking for. Yeah, it was great. No, you guys (laughs) are the best. You guys absolutely are the best at supporting my show. I cannot thank you guys enough. But no, you guys being there for those moments. Understand, I've been doing this for a year. 105 episodes or 104 episodes before Summerslam happened, zero Becky Becky Lynch matches, zero Becky Lynch storylines. This is going to be a whole new side of Bishop that you guys have seen. I am a Mark for real because I said it when she debuted with PCB that okay she's more charismatic than the rest of them. Um, I know Sam Roberts is a huge Sasha Banks fan. Let me see. Okay, I get it. She's super athletic and technical, but. She's missing that gravitas that I get. And when Becky was going back and forth, I was like, okay. She was a little hit or miss in the beginning. But even before she turned on Charlotte and I said it, I fucking said that shit first. I was like, oh, nobody's booing her. I, I knew that shit. And then, again, another reason why I had the show. I got, I'm got i listening to podcasts trying to defend how they made the right choice or that it was switched back because of this and that. I'm like, no, no, no. Nobody understands like I understand what Becky is and who Becky is, because I had raw emotions to her just in a character standpoint. So watching her build and all that shit, I'm fucking ready, man. And she's been gone. And now Sasha taking her time. I have no clue what's going on. I don't care. Bailey, she's injured. Charlotte's on Raw. Who is going to hold down SmackDown except for the man? And I tweeted it out. Fucking on SmackDown, eight seconds in, yeah. and she's so captivating. That promo, I don't even remember what she said, but what I know it is when she puts that mic to her mouth and she says a couple words, the crowd goes fucking nuts and you're ready to hear what happens next. That is special. That is special, especially when the crowd in today's day and age allows the person to talk. That's the kind of respect she has on the mic. Her character is going to be great. I have no clue what it is. I don't care if... Oh, she's going to be a heel. Go fuck yourself. You don't know what she's going to be. You don't know until she has a match or cuts a promo. And when she does, when she does let out that promo, if she's like me, which we are the same, me and Becky are the same. Just try to let you guys know. <laughs> oh, I, I, I'm such a Becky fan, dude. <laughs> she goes out there and she speaks her truth, right? The way, the way Austin would, right? He would go out there. He'd speak. She's not Austin. She's Becky, but she goes out. She speaks the truth. If you bite it one way, she'll take it that way. If you bite it another way, she'll take it that way. She does that better than any other woman. I'm not going to name any fucking names because we don't need to have a fucking five-hour conversation on someone else. She does that better than any other woman on the roster. And the fact that she is back is all that matters. I don't care if she's a heel. And I've said this on my show too. Again, I love Roman. He is a huge reason why I'm back. His character work. Again, I take this as nine-year-old Ready to go sing hymns, baby. I am watching Roman going, you're my favorite and I hate you. When you get lost in this, that's the point. That's the point. The point's not to be smarter than what this is. So yeah, I fucking I'm I'm so happy Becky's back. And I'm glad you felt that emotion because I was fucking excited. Yeah, <laughs> I could
0: feel that I was just sitting there with my phone in my hand with the uh, sensor on the TV, and I could feel like this like something something big's happening. Someone's losing their shit here on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> and um,
1: oh and shout to JB too. When he hops on, right? I'm I'm usually around eight o'clock PM East Coast time in the US. It's one, two o'clock in the morning. And this is, this is JB. Hey, hey guys, I just wanted to come in and say hello. He's trying not to wake anybody up. He's whispering like a fucking church mouse, piss, pissing on cotton. He's just like, "It's no, you guys are great. And it's like, hour in, hey JB, man, I won't let you go. No, it's okay, man, I'm just hanging. <laughs> that kind of support is, is it's so special, man. It's so special. And Chris, of course, on the train, you know, you're the man.
2: You're the fucking Oh, he's cool, man. People thought I was crazy. The, you are. I, I am the best, Chris. Cheers, dude. I appreciate that. <laughs> but fuck any other Chris's. They they uh take it how they will.
0: <laughs> I will. I will jump onto the Bianca situation really quickly. Um, I personally don't feel she was being jobbed or anything like that, or being buried or anything like that. I have my own sort of personal feeling as to what went on, and I've explained this to a couple of people already. I just think it was part of it's a it's a new part of the story, and it's a new. It's a new way to move move forward after Sasha not being there to do the whole possibly thirty minute match that they were going to have or whatever. It was Bianca not being ready in the slightest for Becky and being caught out completely. That's just how I saw it.
2: People but, shat on it though, didn't they? Oh man, I People love it. instantly the fucking smarks they came out and they're like, oh, bruh, 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 fucking shitting on her, bruh, bruh, fucking burying her. Bruh, bruh. It's like, no, dude. It's like you know, th- when the man returns, obviously it has to be something with gravitas and it has to be something in Absolutely. your fucking face. It has to be, you know, she has to imprint her dominance in some way. And she did that the way they did it, like JB saying, caught Bianca, blindsided her. You, you know, it, she's but. not ready. Fuck, it's the man, you know. That's that. But like we said again, people are trying to be smarter. Then it's like they're trying to watch a fucking soap opera and take it to pieces because it's not what they think it should be. It's like, just sit back, watch it, enjoy it and just see it for what it is. And don't try and analyze every fucking piece of it. Just wait and see how it makes you feel. You know, allow, let it in, let it in.
1: (laughs) No criticism on that one. <laughs> Just let it in.
2: <laughs> Just let it in. I'll, I'll I'll leave it. You know what I mean. But um, I mean to to. No, because...
1: I agree. Look, I I was making the point live as it happened, and when I went back and watched it, I still felt the same way. But I, this is a this is the big this is the exact this is it right here. This is why I take my show the way I do, and I do I do think I'm right. I do think people are wrong, only if people go. Well, Vince, this, well, the shirts sheets say that. Well, mm. no. What did you see on TV? Yeah. What you saw on TV was someone who hasn't been wrestling as long as Becky get caught up by the moment, be overexcited and get taken advantage of. You got someone who returned like Becky and let's say this, no offense to let's say Tegan Knox. If Tegan Knox comes out is the moment as big. No. No. If Tegan Knox does the same thing to Bianca, am I defending Tegan Knox? No. I'm probably agreeing with those that say, wow, something must be fucked up. Bianca's getting buried. Mm-hmm. Again, I understand my bias here. I'm a Becky fucking fan, big time. But this is also Becky fucking Lynch. Becky Lynch, who without her in the main event with Rhonda and Charlotte, the match doesn't mean as much.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: It just doesn't. Becky carried a women's division across the entire company for a long time. She has more memorable, memorable moments and matches than any other woman does. And maybe that's because well, Bailey too. Bailey and everything, she's, she's fucking incredible as well. But my point is, she got the Brock Lesnar treatment because she's closer to the Brock Lesnar of the women's division than anyone else. She's that special. She left as champion. She was once champ champ. So why wouldn't she have the ability to take advantage of someone not as experienced in the business who's caught up in the moment? If you take it for what is there. And then my, my, my comment to some people was, well, it could have been longer. How long was long enough? How long was the match going to be to make it long enough? And then tell me how that match goes Script it to me. Let me hear mm-hmm. the whole thing. I understand. I understand how matches work. I watch them. Tell me the match. what do you want them to do? You want them to lock up, uh bianca grabs a headlock uh throws her down goes for the moonsault misses the moonsault now becky does something the longer the match goes the longer bianca has to wear out somebody who hasn't wrestled in 16 months Mm. right so i can even debunk your oh well the match should have been longer for what what reason what story did we get in my opinion what i saw on the tv they zoomed right in on bianca's face again The only thing she did different at WrestleMania was cry. That moment was too big for her at WrestleMania. They kicked ass at WrestleMania. That match surprised me. They did a fucking phenomenal job. Sasha and and Bianca did fantastic at WrestleMania. And yes, Bianca and Becky can do fantastic too. This makes more sense because me, as someone who doesn't see Bianca on that technical level yet, now has to work for something she now has to strive for something. Now I get to watch Bianca earn it and most likely through matches. Who has she wrestled before being champion besides Bailey? It but, but this is this is why they've done it
2: as well I think because Bianca was good when she was chasing when when she was chasing uh, the title and when she got to that pinnacle and she achieved something. But I do think I mean, I even said it at WrestleMania that maybe she did get the title a little early than she should have, maybe. Um, but the fact is, she got it. But now, like you say, it's been taken away from her and now she has to reach another level. So she she leveled up and then she's been brought back down to earth with a bump to say, hold your fucking autism in it. You, you're you not quite there yet, sweetheart. You need to, right. you know what I mean? And that's what Becky Lynch is
1: coming, hold on, love. And so then who, you know. if If you don't like what happened... Who do you care about more coming out of SummerSlam? Becky or Bianca?
2: Hmm.
1: So how many people hated the match and now care about Bianca more than they did before?
2: Exactly. That's the whole point, right? No shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly it. The marks are out marking themselves, bro. The marks are marked. You know, it's like a paradox, man. The marks are marking themselves out. Like, it's it's crazy, look- ain't it?
1: I'll I'll mention her name and then I'll let you guys take it there if we need to after this, but I'm not a Charlotte fan. They had the triple threat at SummerSlam. Charlotte won the title. I hate when she holds the title. I don't think she uplifts anybody. I go back, I rewatch the match and I said to some my SummerSlam recap. This is the first time I saw a Charlotte match beginning to end where the entire story of the match made sense for Charlotte to win the title. I go, well, if Charlotte doesn't win the title, it doesn't make sense actually for Rhea or Nikki to get the pin in this match. They did nothing, honestly, until like the very last two minutes of the match to show someone was going to win. It was just a battle of three women. And then the finish was knee injury, knee injury. Charlotte landed the figure eight on Nikki. That was it. I go, oh, the, the story of the match made sense. Do I like the outcome? No, that's personal bias. Did I like the match? No, I actually thought the match was pretty bad but did the match make sense? Yeah, it did. So I'm not going to I'm not gonna dislike the finish, dislike the match, but then shit on it because it didn't make sense or shit on it because I didn't like it, even though it made sense. I can't do that. I have to give them that credit. So I'll do the same thing in this instance. If I didn't think it makes sense, I'd let you know. But if I let you know, hey, this is how I see it. This is why I think it makes sense. And you go, oh, well, you know, it only happened because outside match stuff then I'm like, I can't listen. We can't talk anymore. I just, the conversation is not going to exist.
2: Yeah, let's just discuss what's going on on the screen.
1: Yeah.
0: I'm going to shift the gear one uh, just quickly. Um, how, how how would either one of you fix Raw? Because Raw's tanking.
1: <sighs> <laughs> I, I mean, I'll, I'll jump in and go first. I think, honestly, they have to do it more... They, they have to merge like AEW and SmackDown together. So like the way Dynamite is presented, in my opinion, every time I turn it on, which isn't often, it's punch, 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 punch. punch. I'm not really seeing, you know, like, like a, a, a Bret Hart, work the, knee, work the knee, work the knee, work the knee, work the knee, sharpshooter, right? I don't see the story thread on AEW, but I see it on SmackDown. Now SmackDown's too short, in my opinion, to have you invested in is Roman going to allow Paul Heyman inside the dressing room? Where is Roman even Uh, what that promo between the Usos and Heyman showing, is there some dissension here? And the way, the way they thread that story. Oh yeah. There's a bunch of matches too. If they can mix the punches, the punch style of AEW to keep people invested while the story is going around those punch style things, then yeah. I mean, so like for instance, you have a King of the Ring qualifier or two hundred five live qualifiers throughout the night, but you can't do that all year long, all year long. So I honestly don't know, but I keep watching to see because I think there are bits and bobs in there that you can take and enjoy. For me, like the Alexa storyline and now Do Drop and even Marie, which everybody shit it on, but I think where that is going is where everybody wanted it to. So Maybe. I don't, I don't know.
2: Yeah, I mean, it, it it clearly needs a switch up in some way, but I think you've got to start from, from the basis and, and look at, all right, what are they doing right? Where is it? You know, didn't you say before that kids are liking Raw more? Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, so, you know, may, maybe it's time to kind of maybe just accept that we're not going to like it, maybe. And, and maybe it's not for us. You know, um, maybe maybe the smart marks aren't meant to enjoy it. Maybe it's not for them. Um, You know, maybe that's it. You know, it's it's so difficult because. Fuck, I mean, it's so difficult. There's so many facets of what makes something good and and or what makes people want to shit on stuff. Um, I mean, so let's let's break it down like this. So what about Raw? do people think is so bad? First of all, why do people shit on raw? What, what's the main thing? What's the main reason why people shit on raw?
1: See, that's the thing, right? I I think that's objective too. I've been a fan of the, the Alexa bliss storyline for so long. And I've, I've tried to go um, on rants on my show to terrible wrestling takes podcast, TV takes podcast on all platforms, podcast.com. You know, a mid episode, shout out. Um, no, look, seriously, I, I've defended that. And people say it's shitty. It's for fucking, you know, kids and pedophiles because she's playing a little girl. And I'm like, but if you like, listen, pay attention, you can kind of see like exactly what this is. And the Eva Marie stuff, they're like, oh, well, fuck Eva Marie. Like Mickey James gets released, but Eva Marie's here. Yeah. Well, watch the story. And the story is going to have a superstar in dude drop slash Piper Niven when this is done. That's the story that they're telling. Eve Marie is doing her job. She's getting you to hate her. But the way they take it in the smart, marquee way is, oh, well, this is turn off the TV heat. Well, that's your problem because you're turning it off at a point where you could see something that you may not like, but something in it that you do, such as Piper Niven. I'm a huge Piper fan. When I started a Mae Young Classic, I was like, oh my God, she looks like no one else I've ever seen. And she is incredibly athletic and knows how to wrestle. She does some really cool shit. Cut to what this is. I'm like, okay, if you turn off the TV every time even reason you missed fantastic matches with Piper Niven and Naomi um, Oscar, you know, you're going to turn the TV off for that, that those are kind of the things they complain about the stuff I complain about the fucking crowd loves. I can't stand Drew McIntyre, but how crazy did they go at SummerSlam for Drew McIntyre. So it's, it's a mixed bag, man. It's It's, a mixed
2: bag it's become the done thing to shit on raw now. Yeah. But, but like, you know, I think my point
0: is the popular sort of thing, isn't it? Like, you know, yeah.
2: Shit on raw. Let's go. That's my point. I think that's my point. I don't think they're doing anything. I I like Bobby Ashley
0: as champion. I think he's a great champion.
2: They're not doing anything particularly bad, but I just think it's become the done thing to shit on raw, just because of a, a certain aspect of the wrestling community. Um, just feel like it's the done thing and a lot of those guys they talk about you know turn off the TV heat but they will happily fucking back (laughs) the young bucks every fucking week and make out they're incredible (laughs) you know get the fuck out of here you know what I mean don't don't talk to me about turn off the TV heat and then gas up the young bucks fuck off man you know like I say I don't particularly think that Raw's doing anything that majorly bad um at the moment, I don't. You know, SmackDown is the better of the two. But I don't think Raw's fucking turned the TV off bad. Um, but sometimes, again, I watch AEW and I'm like, "What the fuck is going on here, man?" Um, you know. So is that just my opinion? I don't know. Uh,
0: I know your latest episode, Bishop, was about NXT, but just quickly on here what of nxt you know there's obviously a re a slight rebranding to it you know people were shitting on the logo like
1: yeah oh my
0: goodness like give it a break like
1: i think they saw my t-shirts and said fuck it let's mesh it together and throw it on a logo but they're letting me know i need a green one so <laughs> i saw a meme where it was like
2: triple h on the phone and he's like hey tony did you see what i did to the nxt logo yeah, yeah. When are you going to sign me? <laughs> it's just <laughs> fucking hilarious, man. I love a meme. But yeah, I mean, I, I love NXT, man. I like NXT UK as well. Um, I actually bought an Enfield Town Football Club uh, shirt with the NXT UK logo on it. I had to get that in there because, you know, I saw Triple H do the, uh, the announcement and stuff. And Enfield Town, for anyone who doesn't know, it's quite near my club that I support anyway, that part of London. And um, you know, the fact that the the perfor Jordan's only pissed because my team are like got a perfect record, three and three wins. <laughs> and Jordan's team, who is actually our natural rival, we shouldn't like each other to be honest. Like, but he's their team have got 0.0 wins, zero goals, Jordan, right? Yeah, it's zero
0: point <laughs> zero wins, zero goals. So we've
2: both got hundred percent records.
0: We're minus con- <laughs> nine on the goals as well. Like it's pretty bad, but, but-
2: yeah. Anyway, Enfield like town. Enfield. En- Enfield Town is like a, a supporter-based club, you know. So it's like a, a supporter-owned club, um, and the the performance center for WWE NXT UK is in Enfield. So it's one of them things. I had to support Enfield Town. I had to just buy the shirt, partly because it's a football shirt, which I love football shirts. I've got so many of them. I think they're incredible. Um, and the fact that there's one with NXT UK on it is just even better. I had a real chubby on for that. So um, yeah, I had to buy it. But NXT, I really enjoy what they're doing. But I think what what needs to be done in, in like wrestling-wise is going with NXT... They do focus more on the wrestling, I think, more than maybe the storylines. Um, they've had a few storylines that have been going on for quite a while, I think, and that were getting a bit stale. Like, I don't know, man. Like, I like Adam Cole and I like Kyle O'Reilly, but there's only, there was only so many more of their matches that I could watch than beat the snot out of each other. Um, Not that that makes them individually bad or something like that, but I do do think there needs to be new stuff injected into NXT. The fact that Samoa Joe's got the belt now maybe is a bit more of a shuffle. Do you know what I'd like to see? I'd like to see our man, you know, uh, get involved again. The the former commissioner of NXT. Um, Okay. I'd like to see him just get pissed off. And you know, may, you know, maybe him and Samoa Joe have a match. There's my fantasy. You want to see Regal get tough? Re- Regal and Samoa Joe having a match. Yeah. That for me, man, I would definitely. I'm, I'm totally
0: do. here for Walter and Joe, but I'm. Um, oh, of course. You know, Walter and Dra- um, Dragonov again, killing it at Takeover. I was sitting there in amazement. The next, I didn't watch it live. I got up the next morning and thought, right, it was just, it was just me and my youngest. Self. So I was like, he's. On his iPad chilling out, I can watch NXT takeover with like a little bit of like time. Like, and I sat and watched, it, I was like, fuck, this is But
2: do, do you think that Walter's gonna get pushed to NXT now? No. You don't think so? I
0: don't it's there's a lot of and this is this is more like this is chatter and stuff, but it's like he doesn't want to be in the US full time. He doesn't want to be a part of, he doesn't want to be moving on, moving up as such. You know, well, not moving up, but moving on to to stay in the US full time. I think he's very happy being in Europe. And,
2: all right, Walter, we get you, bruv. You want to do that. But the fact is, yeah. (laughs) Too good to stay there, man. (laughs) He's too good. Honestly, I don't mean that. Like, there's nothing more he can do in in NXT UK. I do believe that, you know, if Walter turned up and challenged someone, you know, like your Samoa Joes, you know, like, Cross, if he was still there or whatever, can you imagine? You know, Cross and Walter having a match. What would that look like? You know, absolutely. You know, you've got to you've you've got to think about. I mean, and I think maybe WWE maybe are having that conversation with him, saying, "Look, bro, like, you know, we, you know, you, we would love to see you do this here, do more. You know, because Walter is that kind of solid, strong." style wrestler who him and Samoa Joe, Walter and Samoa Joe having a fucking drag out match would just be incredible.
1: You know, I tell you to, to bring it back to raw real quick. I think the way you just phrased that Chris made me think if you take a guy like Walter and you go just Walter, right. And then you, you got your other level players, no offense to ricochet or anything like that, but they're not really doing anything. But if you take Walter and you go, okay, look from, it's now SummerSlam. Until WrestleMania, this is the story we are writing for you. And you get every opponent that's gonna be there on board and play the game. That's what you do with Raw. Is you take people like Walter, like Carrion Cross, whoever, Tony Storm, yeah. any anyone else. You you start writing these stories to push them that level. They like what they did with Braun Strowman when he first started his thing, where he would, you know, take on enhancement talent for a couple weeks at a time it got too cartoony you know it was never because i mean we were we remember wrestling in the 90s right right before the attitude era it was i mean watch a raw from 93 94 or whenever it started i was 93 right end of 93 or maybe beginning of 94 yeah um
0: three, yeah not beginning of yeah night. so
1: beginning of night for yeah so it was here's your main attraction uh your champions barely ever on tv but doing that jumbotron promo right and it was like three matches with enhancement talent it was to display how good their roster was you can still do that people clamoring for naomi on tv believe it i'm here i love her i think she's af- athletic as fuck i would love to see bianca to be as good a wrestler as naomi is you know and we don't we don't have that yet but how do we get that well by seeing them on tv wrestling i get it too right we're in this showmanship era this youtube era where you need to create clicks and shit like that but there's there's a section of fans out there that want to see people wrestle and if you see walter come on and he has a promo one of the things that drives me fucking nuts they're walking to the ring and then they oh what they said earlier in the day and here's the promo about what they're gonna do no do the shit mean gene style yeah. right on the ramp right in gorilla do the walter how do you feel about your next opponent and he doesn't say anything he just stands there with his hands behind his back and then walks out like how do you not feel like, oh, my God, he's going to fucking kill him mm-hmm. instead of he's walking down and he's going to go, oh, well, this, that. And uh. and then, you know, it's so if they decided to write those kinds of stories, I think Raw could get a little bit better when they focus in on characters. And it doesn't even have to lead to Walter winning the title or Tony Storm winning the women's title. But just give us something to invest in week by week. Um, as far as NXT goes, um, I would love Walter to stay. I mean, again, I heard I saw the same report. Uh, I don't dig into those things, but that type of headline made so much sense to me because I couldn't imagine doing that. I couldn't imagine packing up everything. Cause I, I believe Nakamura brought his whole family over here and was like, fuck it, man, we're moving. I'm basically retiring while working for WWE. We're all living over here. No big deal. Right. Um, and if Walter's not willing to do that, I completely understand. I, I'm not, I don't, I don't know what his family life is, you know, married family, gay, straight. I don't know whatever Walter is. He is and his decisions are going to be them. And if he has that kind of decision that he has to do to make that kind of move then hey by all means it's not for me to care. I I every time I watch Walter I go I cannot believe I don't watch more of this guy. He is incredible. He is he's almost perfect. He really is almost perfect as a wrestler. Um watching the the Dragon Off 2, watching that match the second time I still don't fully understand their style of wrestling, because there's there's too much realism to it. You know, it's it's too like on the nose without being a real fight. And I'm like, I'm too caught up in the actual hit than what the full complement of what going what's going on. If that makes sense,
0: that's a that's a very British European style that has, has gone on for decades. Like, you know, something we did speak about with uh, Regal and Finley going in. Into- Regal, yeah, yeah, like they just as well as you know the wrestling stuff they were you know they were laying it on pretty thick they were going in heavy with their shots as even a couple of punches even when dave taylor came down he laid one in like it was it's just it's just sometimes how they are
2: but you've you've still got guys like dave taylor working for wwe you've got these guys that like british wrestlers are ingrained in the wrestling business and that style that kind of I, I call it strong style, but it's not. It's like the kind of your realistic kind of, if wrestling was real, kind of. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's well, that's explain. how I
1: phrased it too. Like, I I was on the fence about calling it British strong style because number one, I don't know what it is, right? I don't I don't actually know what British strong style is. I get yeah. it, right? It's guys from the UK beating the shit out of each other, like, yeah, that's the way you dumb it down, right? But <laughs> like in realism, like I didn't want to call it something. That, and then again, rewatching it, it's not as technical as what pete dunn will do but there was so much technique to it like it was flying by how you know smart i am to wrestling how keen i am on ufc like the even like the wrist locks and shit that dragon was doing i'm like i don't even see this shit in fucking jujitsu matches like what yeah. the fuck is going on and it's it was it was just this brutality masterpiece of of awesomeness and I still don't fully understand it. So I would love nothing more than than to watch more Walter, more Walter, more Walter. I would love for him to do the fucking just ring up David Beckham and be like, hey, man, remember when you played for the Galaxy for what was it like 10 years, 250 million dollars? Like, was that the right thing? He's like, yeah, man, take the fucking money, like whatever it would take to get Walter here on a regular basis, having these kind of matches and fuck it, man. Put an opt out clause in the second he hates a booking fucking go back. We would all understand, dude. We would all I, understand because that's, he is I'm, so close to fucking great. perfect, man. Yeah, he. I would so close to perfect,
2: you know. And that is what maybe Raw needs as well, like some kind of, you know, because that kind of style of wrestling, people might assume. I don't know if this is more of an issue with the higher ups in WWE. Like, no, nah, no, nah, they they won't want to see that. They want to see this, or they want to see this, like. Give them a taste of it, man. Like even, like you say, give water a, a, a short term contract of, of going on to maybe raw or you know whatever, and and right. saying right, this is what we're gonna do for six months. We're gonna work up to this. We're gonna let you, you know, we're gonna do because they're gonna they've got to push him because he's a fucking beast, um, you know. So that that would be incredible. That is what I take. I mean, I watched NXT take over and. I I enjoyed it. I did enjoy it. Um, but the the Walter Dragonoff match, just when I watched it, I was like, "Man, why is Walter not in the fucking states, man? Why is he not, you know, you, you know, the similar to what you? Why are we not watching more of this guy?" Yeah. Um. And maybe for whatever reason, like you say, he doesn't want to leave the UK because he's. But he's got complacent, I think, and that that is that can be an issue because. What's he going to do now? I mean, he can't just keep feuding with Dragonoff for the next, you know, a, a year and can then. I think they can have I a, ask you guys a question? One.
1: Can I ask you guys a question about Walter? Yeah. Objectively, because I don't, I don't know if you actually, I mean, let me be, you know, a bit um, culturally insensitive here. <laughs> he's a UK guy. Uh, he's a Europe guy. I don't know if you guys have seen more. I'm assuming you have, because that's what, you know, we do. Um, I assume you guys see more of him because he's based over in the UK, uh, in Europe. What's his ceiling? When I watch him, I think his ceiling is honestly maybe even undefined at the moment. But what do you think his ceiling is?
0: Me personally, I think he's. I think he's got he's got championship written all over him, but that's just me. That's not, you know, because you know because he works over here because he does stuff in Europe. I think he's such an imposing figure. I think he, the way, even the way he carries himself, I just think he's got that vibe that is championship, and not. I'm not talking about U.S. championship, intercontinental you know, championship. I mean big championship, big time matches. You know, I my own brain would love to see you know Brock Lesnar, Bobby Lashley, all of those guys mixing it with water. Like it's just how, Fuck
2: it, yeah, hundred uh, percent, all day he could, long.
0: He could easily <laughs> be seen as equal to these guys it's you know if you put him in like you said with ricochet or something have him squash ricochet on a per view one time and see if water gets over you know see if the fans react to it
2: i, I mean, would yeah. it's a
0: question that was posed on a twitter space would you take one shot from Walter or 10 of the um 10 of the shots from sheamus and um i can't remember what you picked
1: oh i think i'm one and done yeah yeah, so. I'm, yeah i think i'm always one and done yeah, don't hit me ten times.
2: <laughs> One and done. You need to get that Bluetooth, bro. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Walter, um, I, I'm I'm with Jordan all the way on this. I think get him on the big screen, so to speak. Get him ragdolling the fuck out of people and just squashing the shit out of them. Um, and and you know, let let these guys have you know, get a few digs in. Obviously, we're not talking like nineteen nineties squash, you know, because Walter is happy to take a few digs, you know, let them really go stiff on him, um, you know, and just let them just bounce off him, you know, and let's see what the crowd say because WWE has always been a space where the big, tough, strong guys can always do well. Um, you know, he is a kind of Brock Lesnar kind of character, where he will he can literally just run through a roster if he wants right. to. You know it, um, and he is te- he's technically gifted. Um, he does have the holds to chain wrestling; he can do that shit. Um, you know, and he does look like one of these old school, you know, tough guys. You know, heels because he's got that kind of. Eastern European Russian-esque kind of heat that he could especially garner in, in, in America, uh, in, in, in the stadiums and stuff like that. You know, he, I don't want to compare him to Miro cause he's not like that. You know, I think he is more pure a character um, than, than Miro maybe, but I, I think let him go. They've got a, They've got to try it, you know, suck it and see, as they say, you know, they've got to just give people a taste of it and just see what people say, you know, let, let him do something, get him over there. Just speak to him. Triple H. I know you listen to the podcast. Yeah. We know this, right? Paul Pablo, as we call him. Yeah. Have a word with Walter. Like Bishop says, do anything you can to just convince him for a short while. And if David Beckham was to ring him, it'd be like, "Oh yeah, Walter, mate. Uh, you know, take the money, give it a go." <laughs> um, and, and Beckham's doing all right in uh, for Gary Neville's team at the because he's he's spent money, hasn't he? He's uh, invested in the 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 team in America now that um gary neville
0: bill neville yeah into miami bill
2: neville in uh, into miami that's right into miami into miami
0: a lot worse than it is like
2: no into miami we're doing really shit and then beckham's got involved and lifted them up and i think they're like and they're doing really well anyway um you know so you've got to give it a go they've got to get beckham on the phone to him like you say and just someone's got to just sit him down and just say look you're getting It is getting a bit stale now. I think he can't, he has hit that glass ceiling in the UK. Even if they they sent him to, I I think if they're going to take him to America, he does need to go to Raw rather than NXT because it would be.
1: I mean, just imagine him and Sheamus beating the shit out of each other for 35 minutes. I mean, that's, I, I mean, and I think Sheamus today is doing some of the most incredible performing he's ever had. He he is fully there for his opponent and his offense, not just brutal, but so crisp, man. He makes almost no mistakes. And I know I know we British were marking United. out crazy for that British. for that fucking headbutt on the spaces, man. <laughs> yeah. That headbutt to Damian uh, Priest, Jesus. I mean, he said, welcome to the big belt, leagues man. with that one. Yeah. Well, yeah. We
2: we are marks for British wrestlers, and we know that. When you train in British wrestling, we, you know, you learn that technical style. You learn that but The first things we're learning are like ch- a chain wrestling. No one's teaching people fucking hurricane runners. None yeah, of that yeah. kind of shit. It's literally like you're learning wrist locks, elbow locks, ankle locks. You know, in it, Jordan. Like the first, literally, we were doing drills in. It was chain wrestling. It was all, you know, that kind of stuff. You know, and. We're it's just the for sucker
0: for weeks. Seriously, like, no, not one punch was thrown for not one punch, maybe, maybe even a couple of
2: months. 100%, man. It was all no, this is what we need to learn. This is what you need to get down. This is how we build up from the ground up. And all these guys, Seamus trained with people that we trained with. I know for a fact that someone that we trained uh, in his gym, Len Davis, um, had a lot of Seamus spent a lot of time in, in. Around him. Um, you know, so we, we know these guys that how it's all been built up, how they train is all it, it's a different kind of style. I won't say it's like the, the dojo style in, in Japan, it's not quite as brutal as that, but it's very much focused on the technical realism of it and not the the catchers catch can.
1: Yeah, yeah. Do you get
2: what I'm saying? Like yeah, the, yeah, the, no, the more absolutely. showy kind of stuff. Like, and that's what yeah. I think maybe fucking inject raw with a little bit of, of that, you know, with, with water and who knows, man, you know, who knows what could be.
0: Move. We're going to, I'm going to move this on because this is a, this is a subject that I, I genuinely want to hear what the pair of you have to say about this. Oh boy. Um. And we are heading to Jacksonville. Yes. Home of the Jags. Let's hope they get fucked
2: up
1: this and, year. And uh yeah. and and the best the best Chris in podcasting, your best friend lives there, right?
2: Yeah, man. TK all day. <laughs> um Yeah, I've got some stuff on yeah.
0: TK coming, but let's start with the biggest story of them of the of it, the whole thing is CM Punk. Yeah, he came back. Yes, it was a big pop. Blah blah blah. You know, that was that was nothing wrong with pop. It's great. Um is it worth it long term? is he going to stick around for four years? Is he going to, is he going to be putting over, you know, Pack or I don't know, someone is, he, I'm pretty sure he's not even putting over Derby. This like at uh, this show coming up, is he putting over, I don't know, Ricky Starks, someone like that.
2: He's not there for that, bro. He's not there for that. I'm sorry to jump in. He ain't there for that, man. Like he's come back. Tony Khan, is a fucking CM Punk Mark. Punk is gonna have the title real soon. Um oh. it, it, End of story. He's not there to wow. put anyone over. He ain't there to do no fucking jobs. He's there to to push the company forward and be the face of that shit um, for however long it lasts. You know, people are happy right now. They got their they got their pop. They were correct in their. Uh, evaluation that he was coming back the dirt sheets and aew worked together to create this narrative yes you know it's not even like you know it it, it's more of a it was more of a marketing exercise the whole cm punk thing it was it was marketing it was smart marketing it was right let's release this same with the you know um Daniel Bryan, Brian Danielson. You know, I think if he turns up in AEW, that's been a, a clever marketing tool, you know, but are these guys really going to make a difference and, and bring up these, these other guys? Probably not. They're there to do their own thing. They're there to, you know, have their own moments. I think they're here to have a second wind. It's the NWO all again. You know, they are not there. CM, CM Punk ain't putting no one over. Let me just say, he's not putting no, who's, you know, what is the point in him going there to lose? He's not there to lose, is he? Let's be honest. People got ice cream bars. They'll be happy for a little bit. But if he loses, they're going to be like, oh, fucking hell. You know, it's not going to help. It's not going to work, man. It's not going to work. Sorry.
1: Yeah, I-, I tell you, for a while, I had this this notion that I can convince people to keep the same energy, right? Oh, why is Goldberg here? Well, Chris Jericho is your champion. Oh, why is rock lesnar coming back when you could sign this person oh well you just brought back cm punk like you don't get to pick and choose what these companies do right i mean look i i I stopped going to raw as a as a visitor or as a a patron to raw because i got to hear cm punk chants and ecw chants all shit that wasn't going to happen right ecw is not gonna if you chant ecw loud enough at a wwe show did you know that all the graphics change to ecw and paul Heyman comes out because that's what it sounds like they're trying to do right? Like, then Sandman comes down, and he starts fucking yeah. crashing beers, or is that Sabu? I don't know. It's one of them, right? So, when when they do these things as fans, it sacrifices from what I'm trying to watch. Now, that's me as a cynical viewer, but it's also me as know that I'm not the only one. So, I always hated all that shit, and it made me hate CM Punk. And then I gotta listen to CM Punk on, whether it's WWE Backstage, or somebody's podcast where he's talking never saying anything nice about the business, but always framing it as WWE is the bad guy. So that's part of your raw question. JB, what's wrong with it? Well, it's shit on by former wrestlers who don't like WWE anymore. And now it's in the ecosystem to hate that kind of shit. So I'm just hoping, number one thing I'm hoping for with CM Punk being back is that they don't chant it at WWE shows anymore. That's my number one. Number two, what happens next, right? Punk's here. What happens next? We can talk about the pop and all that shit. Like you said, it was a marketing ploy. I said it too. I was I was skeptical on my show. I yeah. said, look, uh, how many weeks is enough? How many weeks is enough that Punk is going to be here and he's not here to where AEW fans go, okay, enough is enough. I'm not going to watch anymore because you're telling me this is going to happen and then it doesn't. And then they kept teeing it up perfectly for the Chicago pop. I get it. I get it. The moment was fucking incredible. To say that it wasn't orchestrated is again saying that you think you know what Vince is doing you don't it, but it is such a fact that it was in Chicago for a reason they were saying it like I don't fi- I blocked all dirt sheets all of them and I still knew punk was coming you know what I mean It was such an ethos of what people were talking about it's just like the the shit I was I was at the bowling alley earlier with the family and this guy saw my Alexa Bliss shirt it was like, hey, man, uh, do you watch AEW too? I said, and I was like, I, I really can't have this conversation. I was like, I I try and I can't. He's like, oh, but what about that Judas thing? I was like, what do you mean? He's like, oh, when the crowd was singing and everything. I was like, oh, when they said the week before that he can't walk out to it. And then they started po- posting the lyrics every day online so that everyone That's in song. the crowd would have the lyrics well. to sing to it. like Yeah, even like, yeah, Jericho cool said. said yeah, yeah, It was cool, but you're also making people do it. Not having it organic. So, okay, the CM Punk chant or the CM Punk thing wasn't organic. It was orchestrated. It happened. It was dope. The promo, scatterbrained, right? He even said he, he wasn't think He didn't think about it, didn't write it down. None of that stuff. He's he thought about it for years, didn't know what he was going to say. He said everything to make sure the crowd was on his side. I get it. Promo 101, right? The next week, throwing digs at WWE again, shouts out his wife. Uh, tells the crowd, hey, uh, the yes chant, that's somebody else's stick. You just got to be a little bit more patient. So he's even saying, hey, Daniel Bryan's going to show up, right? Okay, so hopefully the yes chants get filtered over to AEW too, and that shit don't happen in WWE anymore. I'm cool with that. Again, to my point, now saying all of this, at face value, this is what I see. I would still be an AEW fan today if Hangman beat Jericho for the title and hangman had the run and hangman lost the title in two months to an mjf who had a great feud with cody storyline wise um if mjf then lost it back to hangman because you built an organic story with two natural superstars that i've never seen before right what did jericho's title run do oh it still has him and mjf in a storyline for two fucking years that's what that did then Moxley, hey, he, he ran it through the pandemic. It was what it was. There was nothing he can do. Now Kenny has it. And what is Kenny doing with that title? So what, my whole thing about wrapping it up this way is that I see this punk situation the way I see everything else. Okay, cool. What's next? Because what has been next has been lackluster. I remember seeing Darby Allen when I first turned it on. I'm like, this guy's pretty good. He's way different than anything I've ever seen. I can get into it. Sammy Guevara. He's a young kid. He's He's got this look to him. He's an incredible athlete. What's next? Everything I invested in, nothing happens. I'm not a Punk fan. So if I turn on Punk and he beats Darby Allin, well, I'm, I'm, I'm not a Punk fan. And no, I don't want to see Darby Allin more because I can't trust that he's going to win in a situation he should. So when is it going to be enough that even, again, what if Punk has matches like Jericho? are they going to do what they've been doing with Jericho? Oh, but it's fucking Jericho. Whoa. Like the matches suck, man. The guy he's, he's hit one clean Judas effect and it was off the top rope. And even then it looked like who sold the shit out of it, you know? So like even his finish doesn't come off great, but they, they want to support this stuff so much. They let these things slide. If punk has five bad matches in a row. Oh, but we got CM punk back is the response. When is enough enough? When is enough enough? If it works, great. If if CM Punk comes back and he looks like fucking Kurt Angle, and he has the charisma of fucking whoever, even CM Punk because he he gets people going. Not me. I've never liked him. But if you know if he he looks like his second coming of AJ Styles, then maybe you can convince me to continue to watch. But I'm sorry. I'm I I, I put down the challenge. If Punk shows up in Chicago, that I would watch. All out and do a Twitter Spaces watch along, and then I I got into some shit with some people on Twitter about AEW and how I see it, and they're like, "Oh, you're fucking wrong," and I'm like, "Eh, "Not really, but you know what? I'm I'm done because there's nothing good to say about AEW when I watch it because I see what's obviously wrong." Well, again, like
2: I like I said on our past episode, I think AED have blown their wad with with. With CM Punk now, there's no, there's no more that they can do that will top right. the pop, yeah. Like it, it's that's it. There, there's no higher he can go. What's he gonna do? Get the title, and then that's it. It's like a, it's like an ego project for 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 him coming back in in this manner. I think, uh, and it's a, a kind of ego boost for him, and it's all also TK um, being able to say, look what I did. I was right. the one that brought. Um, CM Punk back to wrestling Because he lost his smile Do you know what I mean So fucking Yeah I know JB you love that one So it, it's it's one of them where It's just a vanity project It's not fucking I don't think it's going to do any benefits To anyone on the roster of AEW
1: Well and that's the thing I'm I'm cynical because I've never seen something That made me keep watching CM Punk That's me right So what would it take for me to tune in and continue to tune in, it would be really good matches, which are possible. You know, yeah. really good matches. Um, regardless of outcome, storyline makes sense. And that's where we get into some some trouble with AEW is storyline making sense. Um, shouts to the dogs running through the... I don't know if you guys can hear that, but they're running through the dining room right now. Okay, <laughs> Fucking dogs. But no, um, it's going to be really good matches. It's going to be sustained outcomes of storyline. And and I, I, I don't know. I don't know if that can happen. He's in his mid forties. And I've, Hey, I said it on my show too. Most of the WWE guys who are putting on incredible work, they are the older guys, AJ Styles. I mean, Roman's probably the youngest of the best performers. JB, you said it. How great is Bobby Lashley right now? Guy's in his mid forties. He's fucking incredible. You know? So is it possible? Yeah. But are the older wrestlers in AEW the ones doing great work no you know the first time I tapped out on AEW was when Matt Hardy almost died you know he takes that spear from Sammy Guevara they call off the match they restart the match and oh on Dynamite whose fault was it Matt Hardy was the only one taking shit for it Mm. like you you can't do that so what's going to happen here dude I don't know I hope it works but the last thing I need to see as a wrestling viewer is for it not to work, and fans go, "Oh, but it's working." JB,
2: JB what do you reckon, bro? Yeah, I,
0: I got a few things. Like, what, you know, what? Well, they're not going to beat the pop in Chicago. So, what next? They're only going to have him work matches in Chicago. Like, if my other thing about hometown pops is another thing, you know, because is CM Punk going to be more over than pack in Newcastle? No, Brit in yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, yep. same thing is you know, in Pittsburgh, is he going to be as over as you know, Britt Baker? Maybe who knows? But those pops are going to get less and less loud each time he comes out when he's not in Chicago. What happens when he goes to North Carolina and they're you know, big Omega marks over there? Like, his. I think his ego might take a bit of a beating when he's not the loudest cheered man in the room. And for me, that's just, that's why I don't think this will be as long-term as everyone thinks. I think he might grind out a year or two and then, which is why I've got respect for Jericho because Jericho will keep going. You know, as as bad as those matches can be, and they have been bad.
2: And they have been bad. I will
0: message Chris on a weekly basis when you know thursday rolls around in the afternoon and i'm trying to watch dynamite and it is fucking terrible
2: it, to the point where he needs an iv most of the time like <laughs> it's fucking you know and we're not just like
1: because I'm, me, I'm, I'm messaging
0: chris for support at this point
1: yeah, emotional <laughs> <need> support <laughs> it's, it's but, like, it's just, it's so bad. Well, how, does it, how do you guys think it works how do you think it can be good or do you think there's no chance it can be good because it's all downhill from here is there, there a way, way to, 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 to even, even bring lose. that back?
0: He's got to put over a couple of people, Punk has, in particular, in that way. And as far as the rest of the show goes, you know, there's oh man, I mean, the we already know that the that the roster is pretty swollen. They've got three or four shows now. Was it four shows?
1: Yeah, I think so, because the the two on YouTube. Mark
0: Elevation, rampage.
1: Dark
2: Elevation is not a wrestling show. It is a squash match extravaganza. Okay. It is fucking, and not even in a good way. It's like so, I mean, you can have a way of showcasing your talent, that doesn't involve them squashing people in five seconds. Um, you know, they, it was really bad. Like you can have squash matches, you can have enhancement talent, you can have local guys coming in, but in the way that they did it in AEW Dark Elevation, dude, it was really like, it was just really poorly done. It was, it was just, oh, it was fucking so like carny. It was, it was terrible. Like it really was like, Interview with them. Yeah, I'm gonna fucking do this, 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 this. Then they're in the ring, squash the shit out of them in two seconds. Yay! You know, it was it was so bad. You can do it in a better way, like you're saying, um, Bishop. You know, we can have enhancement talent. You can showcase how good your guys are, but it's all dependent on the way that you do it and the way on. Have you ever watched the Dark Elevation? Nah. Fuck, dude. Honestly, man, take some Prozac. and watch it right it is you'll need the prozac probably 20 minutes in it is it will literally like i can't explain it it was just so like predictable it was just so i i can't explain it it was terrible it was and i've watched a few dark elevations i've watched a few darks um i have the the where i work i run my own business so if it's a bit quiet, I've got my telly in the corner and I can watch YouTube or whatever, you know, even when it's busy and I should be working, sometimes I'm just fucking watching wrestling. But anyway, <laughs> um, you know, so I, I can watch it and, you know, I'll chuck it on YouTube and just see what's happening and see what new guys are coming through. And, you know, AEW is in... It, they're, they're very close to being what they say wwe is and having to release a load of people because they're signed they've signed a lot of talent they've got a lot of people on their books they've not got a lot of quality tv time you know rampage is only an hour and it has like three four matches on it at max um they really don't have and we've said this again before they don't have the infrastructure to support that many top tier big stars. They don't have the infrastructure to give equal TV time to your your uh, omegas, to the elite. You know, to uh, Daniel Bryan, Bryan Danielson. You know, CM Punk. You know, MJF, which don't he don't even get near enough time as he should. Um, you know, I love Maxwell. I think they're fucking dropping the ball. Over and over with it Like I want to see MJ You know what CM Punk right I know you probably listen to the podcast So what you should do (laughs) Phil Is have MJF come out And just literally just lay into him Week after week and just be like Yeah. You know, just be real. Let MJF be real. This is my fantasy booking moment. Let MJF just come out there and go, look, dude, you've had your moment. You had your Chicago pop. Everyone got their fucking ice cream bars. Great. Yay. Now down to the real business. You're a fucking has been. I'm the future. (laughs) Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like this is what they need to do. They need to realize what they've got. I, I
1: wouldn't be surprised if MJF does get signed by WWE. I mean, well he's he's in the context of what people think raw is he's perfect for raw right because he's been rinse and repeat every time he's on tv he's doing the same thing over and over again for the last two years
2: yeah
0: it's a little bit mizzy isn't it
1: yeah but yeah With, (laughs) with an edge and i don't mind it
2: yeah with an edge i i'm i'm here for it man i you know i think that MJF done correctly would really just be laying into all these old stars, you know, the Stings, you know. And don't get me wrong, I love Sting. I've got, you know, it's not, I'm not saying this to fucking knock anyone down, but when you've got 60 year old guys, you know, the 45 year old guys coming back, you know, you've got this young, hungry guy who, you know, he knows
0: all the table spot. That's a bit, I'm done. Like, yeah, he I mean, table got up and just started. In his chest or whatever, I'm like, nah, man. This is this is he
2: not watched, to me. He watched a, an old Hawk match where he no sold the DDT, and he thought, fuck, man, I'm forgetting we can do this. Let me <laughs> fucking yeah. no sell that shit. <laughs>
3: um,
2: no, I mean AEW is is they don't have the infrastructure yet to support the roster. So I saw someone on a on a on an AEW group, and I I said this in the last show. They said that AEW has the best roster in wrestling history and they meant it it weren't even ironic they weren't even being like they have the best roster in wrestling history of course we disagree but for a gazillion fucking reasons man but even that mindset goes to show you what we're what we're up against and the fact that aEW can continue to just do whatever they want, and it ultimately doesn't matter. There's right. no logic. There's no reason. that their, their core fan base is always going to just be ride or die. So us having these conversations about how AEW can do this or are, what are they going to do with CM Punk and what are they going to do with Brian Danielson and all this shit, it ultimately don't matter because yes. their, their core fan base is always going to be there for whatever they shove down their throat, and they're just going to love it.
0: This is the worst point. So go
1: ahead, Jibby. Sorry,
0: sorry, man. Um, like Hangman Page being built up, built up, built up, built up as far as he can go, and then he gets put in the fucking freezer. He's that cold. He they job him, and I'm sorry. This is a job. They job him on TV in a tag match of all things, and that's it. He's gone. Like there's no, there's no like. And this is this is the point of you know, the ride or dies, you know, you're, you're essentially, TK's pissing in my water and telling me it's orange squash. And yeah. it's, it's like, and I can't, I I no longer trust that process. You know, QT Marshall coming out on my TV, every Did fucking- you love him. <laughs> and I'm like, this guy, you know, oh, he's the, what is he, the director of creative or something? He's booking him fucking self into TV spots that he does not deserve.
1: He's the yeah. Kevin Sullivan
0: of I mean, yeah. AEW. Oh, Me, Kevin Sullivan. It could be, it could be any one of those bookers in the 80s or 90s that thought they were the fucking star. And oh man, I if I could skip a match, I all out. It would be that one. Like, I mean, I asked you in the Q and A, are you going to buy all out? And um, how are you feeling about that now? Still no. No, definitely,
1: not. definitely not. <laughs> no, definitely no, no. Because again, you know, and and I. I I may or may not. It depends on how my Saturday or Sunday night is going. I may or may not do the whole, you know, click, click, click. Oh, I found it type of thing. Um, just to see, because I, I've said this again. Like, I have no problem liking more wrestling. I don't have a problem with that. Same. It's I, I do a podcast because I like wrestling. And and honestly, in 2021, we are allowed to say, I like wrestling. And I think it's fucking cool. Yes. You know? Because, I mean, we all went through it in the, in the, in the 90s and, and early 2000s where, like, Oh, that's lame. Even when it was at its hottest. Now there's like a, a new appreciation for what it is. And I think it's because we're all behind the curtain a little bit. But the more they put in front of us that we can't see behind the curtain is actually when it's better. And everything AEW does is not, man, There's no fucking curtain. Fuck that. Fuck the curtain. You know, but I call they, out the Young Bucks all the time for missing yeah. the Meltzer driver. And they're like, oh, we missed it. Hey, but we pinned them. Like, that's stupid. 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 The thing that annoys me about AEW is there
2: is no curtain and everything is so transparent. But yet they still, like JB saying, they're trying to piss on our heads and tell us it's raining, and they're still trying to pretend that it's real and that it's legit, and they've got rankings and all this shit. So in one hand, they're they're, they're telling us everything that's going on and you've got the young bucks in their bio saying about, Oh, how many fucking finishes can we do on this kid or whatever, you know, right. all that fucking Marky smarky shit. And then on the next hand, they're trying to pretend that it's legit and that it's all real. And it's like, you fuck it. You, you, you just, you, you can't, it's one or t'other.
1: So there, there's a good one. So when they did the space jam thing, um, which I believe that was episode 100 that we were watching for dynamite. And, uh, or maybe it's just that I don't know. I don't even remember. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, anyway. Yeah. Um they missed all that stuff. I called it out in one of our group chats and they're like, "Oh, you just hate them cuz you're supposed to. You're getting worked." I'm like, "No. If they do 150 super kicks every single match, but every super kick isn't telegraphed. Every super kick means something. Every super kick leads to the next thing. Then the match makes sense and I can't say I don't like them because they suck. I can say I don't like them because they're assholes, but man, can they wrestle? And that's not what we get, at least what I see. And when I call that out, I'm just getting worked. No, I'm not getting worked. I know how to get worked. Roman does it to me every fucking Friday. I see Roman. I'm like, man, that guy's got some shit. Then he's like this, that. Even when he did the missionary line, I laughed. And Cena comes out and I'm like, yeah, Cena's going to whoop his ass. I'm like, son of a bitch, I got worked. (laughs) <laughs> I got Cause I, I recognize the good guy comes and I feel better. And I'm like, Oh shit, I got worked mm. That's what this is supposed to be. So when the young bucks do it again, if, if they hit, when they did the slam dunk Meltzer driver, right? They missed the dunk. They missed the driver and the guy still has to sell the whole time as if it happened to him. Yeah. It's not me hating and getting worked. That's me not liking what happened because they missed everything And they make me look like a fool for trying to pay attention, and their opponent look like a fool for allowing him to stay that way. It's, it's, that's the kind of shit I'm talking about. I don't care if I hate the Young Bucks because they win in a bullshit way. I don't mind that, but it doesn't look good. You can see every move coming. So I don't like them because I think they suck. If they were good, then I would likely, I would like to say, oh, I don't like them right now, but man, can they wrestle. There's a big difference.
0: Yeah, I, I, I mean, the Bucks for me are turn the TV off sort of heat. It's like, I just don't care. Like, it's been too bad for me to think that I'll give him another chance. I'll give him another chance. I'll give him another chance. And they, you know, it's it's bad for me. Like, I just can't. I just think, why am I putting myself through this again and again and again? Like, I've no problem with Kenny Omega. I know he has good matches and stuff. But, you know, some of that, some of that stuff does, like... Leave a bad taste when it doesn't make sense. Like they, they beat the the young lad in the six man. Dante I can't remember oh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he didn't need to be the one to take take the beating. But like, it was just, it was egomania running wild.
1: Well, wasn't he the most over the week before? Wasn't he the one that they were yeah. all chanting about the week before? And and that's all we heard for a week was how but, great that kid yeah, did. And this is, but and this got is the He got out of him the following week.
2: Yeah. The the Bucks ain't putting no one over. Yeah. Kenny Omega ain't putting no one over. Chris Jericho literally had to have his fucking arm broken to fucking put over MJF to a point. But it, he put over MJF in the final match. But all five fucking labors or whatever made him look like a real tough guy. You know. So really, is he really you see, putting yeah, him he's over? Look
0: like that against Wardlow. Like you Ward- get what I'm saying.
1: Wardlow. So well, so know- and let me. I want. To, I do want to put this out there for anyone listening who listens to you guys but doesn't listen to me. I don't want to come out as if I just want to bash AEW. I want to give a, a prime example on on how I view specifically the Young Bucks. When AEW first launched, the Young Bucks were in a feud with the Lucha Brothers for the AAA Tag Team Championships before the AEW Tag Championships were even a thing. Right, the very first match they had in on an AEW program. I watched with the sound off and I go that everything, everybody was missing their spot. Why are people missing their spots? They're doing cool shit. Why is everyone missing their fucking spot? This is crazy. looks stupid. I watched it back with the sound on and the commentary is saying during the entire match that the Lucha brothers just traveled in from Mexico. They've been wrestling X amount of days straight. They must be exhausted. And as I watch it with the commentary, I go, this, this match is beautiful. They actually worked me to thinking like they were able to wrestle off beat. You know what I mean? So like they worked it to be able to wrestle off beat. I said, that's fucking brilliant. The next match, when they all had the time to rest, looked the same exact way. And they were also this was supposed to be the big blow off and the Young Bucks win the A Tag Team Championship. I'm like, I, I don't know what, it, it was the same match, but the commentary wasn't saying that they're all tired. These guys have been wrestling for like, and I think in storyline before AEW started, uh, Young Bucks and Lucha Brothers were going for like a couple months. So they should know each other in and out. They should be so synchronous in what they do. But no, it was Young Bucks are doing a spot. Lucha Brothers doing a spot. Young Bucks do a spot. And it's just back and forth of who gets to do what? Who gets to do what? Instead of them building something together. I'm out. I'm out. So from that point on, I was like, okay, well, here's a Young Bucks match. What happens? Oh, same shit. Never mind. Oh, look, there's the Meltzer driver. Hey, another Super kick coming. Oh, BTE trigger. Like I see all this stuff. It's, it's right there. And so when they had the opportunity, I was in because – they did something I've never seen before. They wrestled off beat on purpose, at least that's what commentary said. And then I watched it again. I'm like, oh don't no, no, they just wrestle off beat. So I, I don't want people to think that I shouldn't just to shit on it, but I give everything an opportunity and it just doesn't land. It doesn't land.
0: Yeah, that's uh. so that's a, is that a no for all out then all three? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah
1: most likely, Chris, most likely
0: no
2: man. I, again, I don't. I I'm the same as Bishop, man, and and we say this every single week. We don't want people to think that we just want to shit on AEW because when AEW started, I'm as much as anybody had that fucking boner thinking, yeah, dude, another wrestling company is gonna mix things up. It's gonna have a mix of young guys. It's gonna have some older guys. It's gonna be able to hopefully fill the space and uh, uh, of what maybe a wcw or a tna in its heyday kind of did it will give us something else to watch it can never be a bad thing when the guys and gals have got somewhere else to work i was excited as anybody else i buy their merchandise i've bought their figures i've bought sorry action figures not toys um you know so i've bought their the rings i bought the action figures i i i I want them to succeed so bad. But what the pr- the problem is that they're I, I think maybe their intentions when they first came into it were we're going to be a place where other guys can come in and we can build up this young talent and we can be different. What has happened either inadvertently or it's just what happens is when you have. A booking committee that is made up of active roster wrestlers, you're always going to get the guys that are saying, Yeah, but maybe I'll just keep going over. Maybe I'll just hold on to the belt another week. Um,
0: that doesn't work for me, brother.
2: They're, they're, you know, they they, you know, they got dusty, you know, like it, it's like we had an interview with Chris Hamrick, and it was um he he said something to Alex Shane, wasn't it, about him keeping the belt, and he's like, oh, who's writing this, Dusty? You know, like <laughs> <laughs> so it, it's the similar thing, you know. You've got and and to be fair to him, Cody Rhodes, um, he hasn't actually he, he's written himself into storylines, but he hasn't given himself the gold. And if anything, we've spoken about this it, in a previous a thing.
0: title for a bit. Yeah,
2: you know, but I, I would be happy to see Cody come in and fucking take it off Omega. I'd be happy. I, I, all day long. Um.
1: I, well, Cody, I say this every time I turn it on, and sorry, JB, to cut you off, but I every time I turn it on, the and I see Cody. Only thing that comes to my mind is man, Cody loves himself. Some Cody man, he yeah. gets these entrances that are fucking <laughs> pump and circumstance out the ass. But something like that, a go-go build where they did this thing where they had the opportunity to have a go-go come out of that being a fucking superstar. Yep. He lays on his back. They fucked and, it up. This Has he been anywhere since? About to make. Oh, I'm sorry, JB. Oh, I'm, sorry. Cool, no, but bro, I'm sorry. I took the, the British point. The sorry, t- <laughs> that
2: point. You get it. No, but the thing is, we did a whole fucking episode. I about know, it. I heard it, man. We did a whole fucking episode about this could be great. This could be amazing. A go-go could come through this looking like a fucking superstar. And we really hope it happens. And JB, what did they do?
0: They did what we figured they would do. And- what's
1: what's the opposite of what Jericho does, right? Again, sorry to cut you off. I'm just, I, it's 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 all hitting You're me. The guest. You're the guest. You speak. Oh, I appreciate that. <laughs> I just, I have my own show where I ramble for fucking an hour and a half by myself. Uh, TWTakespodcast.com, TWTakespodcast.com slash TWTs. Uh, Terrible Wrestling Takes Podcast, anywhere podcasts are found. Um, but in all seriousness, it seems like what Jericho was doing is, let's build a feud, I'm going to win. Let's build a feud, I'm going to win. What if all Cody did—he came out with the same thing, all the sparklers, all this shit—and every single time he lost? How many stars are they building? You mm-hmm. have the most eyeballs on the guy who means more to AEW than anybody else. The most eyeballs are on Cody. Cody lose, now you have a fucking superstar. Because look, I said it—I said it back in Stardust days. But Cody's not bad. Cody can actually, like, as a technical wrestler, he's not bad. Now going into the Indies and all that stuff, he decided to incorporate some more shit off the ropes than he was doing before. But, and I was a natural fan from the beginning, from the early nineties, the natural Dustin Rhodes, big fan, absolute big fan. He turned into gold dust, the character. I was, you know, I don't know, maybe eight, nine, when that happened, I was like, this might be a little off to me. And then once I realized it was Dustin, I was like, Oh, sacrifice the character in ring work. I'm a huge Dustin guy. technically, Maybe better than almost anybody. He might be like third, fourth on the list as far as all-time technical wrestlers go. Cody's not as good, but he's pretty fucking close. He's really good, but that's not what his character does anymore. He's a superstar now. He does superstar shit. Um, But man, if he fucking laid down for people, that's how you build stars. He never lays down until it's too fucking late.
0: Well, he has, yeah. He's, he's, as far as I'm, you know, in my mind, he laid down for Brody and for... Tommy and um, what's he what's he called now? Uh,
3: Malaka.
0: Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean that Agogo one hurts because Agogo had the tools. He had. He had, the most believable of finishers That could put anyone away, and he gives he gives it to Cody, and Cody pops up. And it's like oh fuck, no, this is gone. It's done. Killed it. It's, I didn't you know, even watch the like match. Hogan getting up. I knew I couldn't watch tombstone. it. Yeah, it's, 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 yeah, it's, man, that one, that one hit hard. And but this is what happens when you have people writing the writing, booking themselves into it. They they think that they're the best. They think that well, they're not thinking they're the best. They think they're the most over. I think well, what they need to see is more more of me. And it. Again, you, you knew it was an ego-driven thing when he smashed up the uh that throne. The throne. Yeah.
1: Slash yep. It's you
0: know, oh, it's a it's a great metaphor of him destroying his, you know, Triple H and all this crap. It's like no, it's a piece of shit. Like, yeah. but that's the that's the thing, and that's that's what it's gonna be. Like, I wish I could say there was more to more for me that i liked about AEW, like I, I think Britt baker's doing some really good stuff i know it's not everybody's cup of tea yeah but for me i kind of like the work at the minute
1: well brit baker you know, at so least from what i've seen she has more control there, I'm, I'm sorry um brit baker has more control over i'm sorry more ownership over her character than almost anyone else on the roster Because I mean, anyone who say the young bucks are supposed to be this—what is their character? Their character is just assholes, right? Who do it in front of us, and they're just assholes. They're silly, but there's no real character there. Britt's character—the way she does her promos, the way she carries herself—she has ownership over it. I don't think it's that great, but at least the ownership is there, so the believability is there. So I, 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 I can buy into that. I think she's got a little bit of work to go as a wrestler, but. You know what we're used to when it comes to f- uh, female wrestling, you know that the entire lineup on WWE for women's wrestlers, there's there's people in the bullpen like a Naomi, like an Ember Moon, who can out wrestle anybody in AEW. So, but I I do I do hear there's great right. things that can be there, but we have to see them. And when and I, I and I'll, I'll make this point on your show because I say it enough on mine. AEW is a company backed by a billion dollars. WWE is worth a billion dollars. You have billion dollar infrastructure, billion dollar roster, billion dollar facilities, billion dollar travel, billion dollar equipment, billion dollar mindset, billion dollar worth. AEW has a billion dollars to spend. So while they're buying these things and acquiring rosters and acquiring rings and ramps and video screens and cameras and (laughs) sparklers when they should be something different, While they're acquiring these things, they still don't have a catalog or worth of a billion dollars. Not only that kind of worth, but the worth of $3 billion contracts. WWE is worth a shit ton of money, and their infrastructure is what does that. The way they hire their writers and staffing and all that stuff. Hey, a lot of people think it's shit. A lot of it is, but a lot of it isn't. And that stuff that isn't is special compared to AEW. Can AEW get there? Sure, in time, with honesty, so they can fix those mistakes and get to that level. But nothing about them is worth a billion, except for Daddy's pocketbook.
0: And they, I mean, Tony Khan only said on one of the uh, the wrestling journalists' shows, maybe yesterday, today, even that they're acquiring more talent. Like, what you can have another show? Is there going to be something right. else that we're not we're not aware of? Like, you can't even put the talent you've got. All you can't put them all on TV at once, unless there's one big ass faction like an NWO, and they all come out together. Like it's just not possible.
2: But that's what they're trying to do with the factions, ain't it? It's all participation. Get all the faces on the screen at the same time, but no one goes over the fucking writers.
0: But now it's it's another case. Yeah, like you said, like there was a lot of factions that they seem to sort of be fracturing a little bit like there's a little less sort of even the inner circle aren't all coming out together. Uh what was the other one? Pinnacle. I think that's sort of like done and dusted, isn't it?
1: Um I yes, guess. I don't know.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but more talent just does it doesn't make sense. It you can't even put some of the big the bigger name talent that you've got on TV in something that lasts more than 45 seconds backstage.
1: Well, the question I raised, the question I raised is, if you're filming your YouTube shows for broadcast on YouTube, why can't they be filmed like a structured TV show and just broadcast a TV show on YouTube? I, I, now, I don't know the logistics of making a TV show, but if you have cameras at a product, even if it has to be just one hard camera, I, and I, again, I don't watch those shows. I don't know how they're shot, how many different angles they use. But if you're going to use, let's say, more than one camera, you have one camera for promos, one camera for in-ring work, and now you have a wrestling TV show. But like you guys said, it's it's glorified squash matches. It has nothing to do with actual storyline. But if you're going to sign all these people, then just like what uh, Ricochet and Ali did on main event, they broadcasted through Twitter that they're going mm-hmm. to have this, you know, uh, uh, you know, series of three matches, you know, and and – and do this whole thing and just build something up, have some type of story. If you're going to film it for YouTube or film it for main event, why can't you do it within storyline? I don't understand. I don't well, understand why you can't, can't do that.
2: I, Cause AEW doesn't have any fucking storylines. That's the problem. Well,
1: that too. Like, <laughs> you
2: know, they've got all the production down, you know, it, they are trying to film it like a TV show for YouTube and AJB. That's like kind of the point, but yeah, it's, uh... it's just fucking trash, bro. It's like, it is literally, there's so many matches on on some of them, it's like you 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 know they have to put
0: match show like it's like
2: yeah fifteen wow. matches on a fucking show and then on the other shows they're putting the results in the bottom left hand corner so and so defeated so and so so and so defeated so and so it's like you can't keep up with it it is wow. just they've got far too many things going on um to 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 know what's going on you know. And, because they're all, oh, I don't know. They're all trying to get everybody involved all the time, and it just, it's just not good. It's just not good. They don't like I say. They, I keep saying it. They don't have the infrastructure. They don't have the different brands. They don't have a Raw, a SmackDown, and NXT, so they can have three different champions, three different tag champions. They don't have it. So to have a roster that size is fucking pointless.
0: But you mentioned infrastructure. You only have to look at the recent um, the Corbin skits. He's in Vegas. He's doing all this. It's being watched by a ton of people. So everyone sort of knows now that Corbin is no longer this broke guy. He's no longer Bum Corbin with the mustard on the shirt and everything like that. I mean, I think WWE's missed out on a million dollars there with the with a replica Corbin mustard on stained shirt. I think that was going to be
3: <laughs> that was going to be
0: a real killer, but. You know, AEW, There's something missing there. There's something missing. They're not promoting. They're not. I mean, yeah, it's not going to be a skip based show, surely. Like, but the, the marketing-wise, it's just it's just not there.
2: Because they're they're pandering to like we say, bro. They they don't. They're every, pandering. Every last to... tweet
0: was CM Punk like last week. Everything was about CM Punk. There's nothing else.
2: They're it's pandering not, to nothing a nothing very. Else on the show. No, they're pandering to that very small demographic. It they don't give a fuck. They're, 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 they're pandering to that New Japan watching uh, Smart Mark Meltzer Reading minority of wrestling fans. And those ones will be the ride and dies for AEW. But they're not looking to go global, really, with with any kind they're not looking to. BWWE. I don't I, or if they are, they're not doing anything about their their focus they're is saying too saying narrow. They want to do
0: shows in the UK. What's that? PK said he wants to do shows in the UK. It's like yeah,
2: he'll he'll do shows in the UK and people will go and see him. Chances are will probably go and see him, <laughs> but only because. Why not? You know, all right, we, right, you know, because we're wrestling fans and we'll go and watch it and they know that they can keep pissing on us and telling us it's raining and we'll still go because fuck it, it's a wrestling show in the UK. It'll probably be production-wise all right. You know, we might get to see MJF call CM Punk Philip, um, you know, Fuck it, let's give it a go. But, they know, you know, they know but, you're
0: in the choir, Chris. They know you're in the choir. They want to hear you sing Judas.
2: <laughs> I'm, I won't be singing Judas, you know. <laughs> I don't know the words. They didn't post them up enough times on Twitter. Oh, no. <laughs> okay.
1: Yeah, I tell you. I, I Look, I I don't want to shit on AEW for the rest of the, the episode that we're doing here. But, you know, again, if, if the fan base in general was more honest the way they are honest about Raw, yeah, there's parts of Raw that suck. There's parts of Raw that are really good. They're not honest enough about that. They're way too hype about AEW in any facet to go, well, part of this wasn't that good. Like, you know, or when like again, one of the one of the review shows I listened to when the exploded barbed wire death match happened and it failed at the end. And again, Kingston took the heat for that. Not Tony Khan. Tony Khan said, Oh, maybe we shouldn't let Omega set up explosives. Oh, you're letting a wrestler set up explosives. Yeah, great storytelling. But at the end of that, they didn't take the heat for it, as in the company, and it was left on us as the audience to go, oh, well, I'm going to believe that the wrestler did, like, all of that stuff. And then the when it didn't go off, the review show goes, oh, it was a terrible ending, but I'm not going to let that uh, ruin my ranking of the show. I'm like, it's supposed to. Mm-hmm. That's what happens. The whole it's point. supposed to ruin your ranking. It's part of the show. <laughs> well, is they let Max Caster take the blame
2: for that going out as well, when it should have been the editorial process taking the blame for it. It should have been Tony Khan saying, look man, fucking hell, someone watched it and thought it was all right. Obviously it wasn't all right. Sorry folks. Do you know what I mean? But nah, the fucking Max Caster is no longer on TV, whatever. Hopefully he's working everybody, but you know, it seems like he's the one taking the fucking heat.
0: Well, that's it. That's the other thing is that, I mean, I'm not, I mean, I do like a good conspiracy, but Someone left that in there because they might not have liked Max Caster. They left it in and thought, fuck it, I'm sick of this guy and his raps. Leave it in. Please leave it in and we'll we'll deal with him afterwards.
2: Maybe he said something about someone that they didn't like in one of his previous ones. Maybe. I'm going to put my tinfoil hat on and go through all his previous
1: raps and go. start breaking yeah, them he, down
0: he, and he see. rapped about Moxley, didn't he? And uh, he rapped about... Uh,
1: Oh Renee, right? Yeah,
0: he did, he did. say
2: something about Renee. Bravo! There you go, man. There's your <laughs> fucking that, angle.
0: Um, there
2: you go, dude.
0: Let's let's jump out of AEW for a minute. Um, something different. Logan Paul was on Raw, doing his thing. Now these Paul brothers seem to be money wherever they go. I'm not sure where what the plan is for Raw. If it's it was just another little one shot deal or something like WrestleMania where. But the numbers he did, like as far as you know, the the YouTube engagements, everything like that, on all the Instagram and Twitter and stuff, was massive. So it's a weird, it's a real sort of winner for WWE. Jake Paul's fighting tonight.
1: Tonight, yeah. Yeah, he's Woodley's, fighting yeah. Tyron
0: Woodley. I think he's probably gonna smoke him. To be honest, I don't think Woodley's got. I mean, something was was brought to my attention today that they're not testing them for anything. Oh, geez. So that could be a. So
2: Woodley's wild. on the iGoPro. Yeah. He's on the, he's on the blue shoes. Yeah, I'm, <laughs>
0: I will shout. I will shout Rob from Boxing Social for that. Um, he did tell me a few things. Um, and he also said that, like how much money that, like things like Jake Paul and that bring in for these channels as well, which is you know, wildly insane. And they, they I mean, their their influences are from pro wrestling because they've they've just taken everything to an, to another level. Um, are you watching Jake Paul tonight? Are you bothered
1: again? If, if my Sunday night ends like a lot of my weekends where I'm up later than the rest of the house, um, and there's nothing on TV. Yeah. I'll do the click thing to see if I can find it. And, um, look, I did it with the Askrim fight, but I called that shit out from the beginning. I said it in order to beat Jake Paul, who can fucking crack, he can hit. Yeah. He can fucking hit. You need footwork. And power, because you need to crack back. Askren had neither one of those. He's got, he has got—he had a bum hip. There's nothing you can do. Now, Woodley can crack, but he also hasn't cracked in four years. So it's very possible that Jake Paul washes Woodley too, which would be fucking incredible, because the difference between uh, Askren and Woodley is that Snoop can't call Woodley melted ice cream. I mean...
0: <laughs> Chris, are you going to bother with it tonight? I know you've probably got work in the morning.
2: Uh, I haven't got work oh, in no. the morning. No, Bank, Bank Holiday, Holiday Monday. I um, yeah. So I haven't got work in the morning. But to be honest, like, I mean, I I don't need to watch it, to be fair. It's one of them ones. I'm not really fussed about it. I know it'll probably do numbers. But like you say, it's like they're, they're money, man. It's um, You know, even the involvement in WrestleMania and that is money. And it's all about creating that kind of hype and that buzz. And um, they, that's exactly what these 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 boxing matches. I know people don't even like calling them boxing matches or whatever. You know, they're like uh, show bouts or whatever you want to fucking call them. You know, that's it's prize uh, fights. Prize fights, yeah. You know, it's just something for people to talk about, which is cool. You know, fine. You know, it's um, you know, I, if I was a gambling man, you probably I'd probably put a, a few quid on Paul um, to win, but. Would you be
0: interested in Logan Paul getting in the ring, in the, in the WWE ring?
2: Yeah, yeah, man, hundred <laughs> percent.
0: Yeah, Bishop, you the same?
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, he uh, his stunner, the stunner he took at WrestleMania wasn't bad, and like he he even said it afterwards on Twitter. Oh, the WWE crowd really hates me, and uh, hey, it's natural heat, heels, right? Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. He's got he's got those heels. Instant
1: heat. His we, his yeah. clip. I just looked it up right now. His clip on Twitter where he jumped in on Corbin getting talked to 136,000 views
0: That's a lot of people looking. Yeah. I mean, like I said the, the the engagement thing that he gets I mean especially through that like WrestleMania you know, even just the the one bump he took was was insane and actually, I mean WWE know they're really good at noticing that sort of thing and they can they know where the engagement is. Like, AW brought in was it the uh, the Gianni, Gianni Ama-
2: yeah. Amapunko. What's his second name? He's Greek. I should be able to pronounce it. You
0: should be able to, yeah. What's
2: yeah. Going on? But yeah, Gianni, he was he was there in uh, AEW yeah, was on he...
0: AEW and like it just hasn't really banged, has it? Like uh, he's the what is it
2: NBA champion. Am I right?
1: Oh, Giannis, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gianni, yeah, Giannis Antetokounmpo. And to the Kumpo, that's it. Yeah, and that was in Milwaukee that he came out.
0: And it, it, it didn't hit. It's like, is he not...
2: Bro, AEW had fucking Shaq, fam. They yeah. had fucking Shaq, and they fucking blew it, bro. He was the one that ended up going through the table. Are you dumb? Like, how are you going to have Shaq on there and not have him holding two people up by their throats and slamming them through the <laughs> table? How are you not going to have... like? How can you have Shaq and fuck it up? I'm done, bro. I'm <laughs> like, literally, like, <laughs> I, I could, I have no more, like, like Bishop's saying, like, how many more times? And like you're saying, mate, how many chances can you give a company to keep fucking you over all the time? Like, it's one of them ones where I want it to be good. I want them to be good, doing good stuff. But yeah, nothing's really hitting, man. Like, you know, they, they do try it with the celebrities. They do try and bring people in. Um, but it's just not hitting, man. I mean, they've got fucking Jake the Snake Roberts on their roster, bro. You know? He's
0: been on TV it's for a while, has he?
2: Nah.
1: You know and what how, I mean? How captivating was he in the beginning? When he first came on and he, he was allowed to promo and get you to the point where, you know, you were about to... And then they started with the... I don't know. He did that thing where he, like, fake humped Brandy Rose and shit. Like... You know, it's it's it all becomes to a point where you're as a as a realistic fan where you're supposed to go, okay, I've had enough and Mm. that just never happens.
2: Yeah. I mean, they've got double A on Anderson, you know, they've got the fucking Tully out. They've got Tully Blanchard, you know, they've got two of the greatest fucking heels the business has ever seen.
0: Rick's coming, man.
2: Woo! i He's coming.
0: He's jumped on that train and he's on his way.
2: Uh, He's got their, (laughs) he's got their legs up and he's fucking nuzzling. But you know, it's, oh man. But they, they just keep taking. They've, they've got pure gold. They do have pure gold in certain areas, but they just keep. They're the alchemists that do it backwards and they turn gold into fucking cow shit. I'm sorry. I wish it wasn't that way. But anyway, we were talking about something different. And again, we've gone to Jacksonville.
1: Yeah, it is. <laughs> Keep ending. That up means here. once you go to Jacksonville, you can't leave. I can't like leave.
2: <laughs> yeah, man. It's like the village. Yeah you know I mean. Uh,
0: yeah, I mean, as far as as far as I go, I mean, like if unless there's anything else anyone needs to add, I think we've gone like two and a half hours.
1: Yeah, we put some time in. We put some time in. I am mean, well, I'm, I'm, like I say, I'm, I, can, I'm I can
0: say I can say that I did order a T-shirt. It hasn't arrived yet. I am. I did order a, a, a beautiful red and black um, T.W. takes
1: podcast T-shirt. What? I didn't see the order. When did you order? Oh. It's probably under his pseudonym
2: you know what i mean <laughs> mr big you get me
1: <laughs> it's not under
0: mr big um let me check uh,
1: hold on there's no way if it is i didn't get a fucking notification oh I see well, somewhere when are you guys gonna make those chat grapple and bits and bobs t-shirts that's what <laughs> i need well, <laughs> so-
0: we have we do have some t-shirts sort of ready to be made is that is that right chris i mean
2: yeah man they're, they're
1: ready there yeah
0: but we're just yeah we're just,
1: oh did you order from the the teespring site
0: yeah i think so yeah
1: oh okay okay i'll have to check on that all right yeah for some reason that one's a little messed up uh for me to be able to, to view so yeah i have a uh an international page as well for those across the pond podcast.com slash international but I am willing to ship the stuff that I have at my house to people as well, as long as you throw in a couple shekels to help with shipping. So that's bro, what, I you know what I thought. So I might get I, a
2: blue meanie one. I'll, 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 we'll, we'll talk after this, and I'll get a blue meanie one from you, bro. Oh
1: hell yeah! Appreciate I'll get a blue you. and black. Hell yeah! Appreciate hey, you guys.
0: When, when's the next show? Which, what's next? Is it Raw?
1: Yeah, Raw's next, right? Um, and look, the way I record too, just a, to, uh, you know put a nice little bow on this. I, I record off of inspiration. So if something is, is really dope and I like it, I'll go for it. Um, Smackdown was really fun this week and I don't really remember much of it, you know, and it's, it was furthering of the story. I thought the end of the night was a little odd with Finn Balor kind of being the one standing tall. Cause there was no celebration or strength in the bloodline. So I'll probably take a little bit of that add it in with uh, raw on Monday, drop something, maybe Tuesday, Um, if I feel like chatting, if I, if I don't get really chance to, you know, maybe raw doesn't inspire me too much, then I'll take a couple of that, throw it in with NXT, do it all together, boom, and then try to do a SmackDown one on Friday. I'm gonna try to keep up with two a week. I was able to hit that average of two episodes a week before the one year anniversary. So the one year anniversary was last Saturday. Uh, again, JB, thank you for coming on to the one year anniversary. Watch along with SummerSlam staying way too long. As I said on the last episode, I got to put that guy to bed, man, <laughs> staying up late with me. And, and you guys are staying up late now too. And anytime you guys want to do this, look, I have no problem making the time for you two at any time, if I got to wake up at 10 o'clock in the morning and do this. So you guys are not yawning and looking like you're about to fall asleep. Uh, then by all means, I'll come on anytime I need to.
2: All right. So next time we're going to do a live watch along of AEW dark elevation. Oh. Um, <laughs> you will need matchsticks for your fucking eyes, but we're good. We're doing it, bro. No, um, <laughs>
1: Jesus, no. no. That
0: would hurt. That's even I'm against that one, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> Can't do it.
2: No,
3: um, just play it, man. I wouldn't
0: me, do that to you. Just add, like this was wasn't long after I sort of found bit uh, some of Bishop's like work and stuff. And in lockdown, I was having to do the what you would call the grocery shopping, you know, on my own, taking longer walks to the to the Sainsbury's. You know, that's a shout-out to the Sainsbury's, not far. Oh.
2: Big up Mulversons, what?
0: Yeah, and sometimes I could be gone for an hour or two, like, you know, and that was my accompaniment, accompaniment like, in, in my headphones. It was essentially me and Bishop walking around Sainsbury's doing the doing the shopping. It was, like, it was, it was so much easier to do it with you talking to me the whole time. Like, that's, that's, that's the only way I can describe
1: it. It was... I'm telling you, man, that, that means the world to me. Um, you know, again, I mean, I'm... You know you got me a little bit there too um to, to Sorry, know man. that no look i'm ever since i became a dad it doesn't even matter anymore i completely understand that my emotions aren't even mine they, they don't even exist um they just happen as they happen um but no seriously like again when you guys shouted me out the first time i had a tear roll down my eye rick flair style and i just by the time i realized that as wrestlers and wrestling fans we're supposed to feel these emotions I just let a woo out in the car, and I'm like, oh, I don't even like fucking Ric Flair, but I did it anyway. <laughs> and, but every every single time I hear anything to do with me, even if it's when, even when you guys don't shout me out, but I know you're thinking in your head that this take I'm about to say, terrible or not, and I'm like, yes, I got it. I know because I can hear it, man. I I I'm with you guys too. You guys are with me while I'm doing my work, and you guys are chatting back and forth. I'm the third man in that conversation because I know I'm saying something. But now I know I'm in your fucking heads because you guys are, man, and hopefully we don't get a terrible take for this one. And I'm like, yep, <laughs> I'm with you. I'm with you. But now I smile. I smile so much because just like you said, when it, it does make things that easier when you can feel, you know, like you're part of the conversation. And and this, this weird fucking relationship across the pond, through the internet, airwaves, whatever this world we live in today, the, the matrix of simulation that we have guys like this is so fucking cool. And we're just the way I was thinking about throwing it out there. It's the title of your show, but uh we're two wanks and a yank,
2: you know, <laughs> and at the end of the day,
1: at the end of the day, we all get the happy ending. So yes. <laughs> I appreciate you guys, man. You guys are the fucking best. Uh, absolute supporters <laughs> from the beginning, but the, the love you show on your show, for me, I, I, hands down, hands down, makes me smile every single time. And when you said Bishop, I know you're listening. I just started laughing because I knew something was fucking coming. And I knew something <laughs> was coming and it wasn't me because I wasn't excited. Yeah. Well, let's hope you did
2: come tonight. Um, <laughs> let's hope we didn't disappoint you. Um, uh, no. And you know, it, it's been fucking great, man. It's something different for us because, you know, having he's the third man you know we you are the third man I'll be your Hogan baby you're our Hogan (laughs) to our less racist but (laughs) (laughs) less racist and you definitely are willing to put people over Um, so we we love it man that's been sick
0: well yeah that's that's exactly it you are the first you know non-wrestler guest you you're you're the man you're the you're the guy like I said before best of the best in wrestling reviews thank you and it's not it's not something we would make up you know we clearly listen to your show every time you put something out we you know we're there with you know whether it's on a train like on, on my train to work or Chris is randomly on a train home or you know even if I'm walking through the Sainsbury's trying to get my food shopping done and I'm laughing because you said something funny like it's that's just it's just how we are and I can't thank you enough for coming on. I know Chris is the same.
2: All day long, Anytime. baby.
1: Anytime. All
2: day long, twice on Sundays.
1: Um, no, today is Sunday. We already did one. It's yeah. two and a half hours. <laughs> <laughs> no, this was great, man. This was great. I, You guys know I love you guys and appreciate the support. Um, if I can just lend any parting words, at TWTakes Podcast on all social media. He loves them TWTakes cheap pops. Podcast. He loves oh. them cheap pops. We got to. <laughs> I need, dude, you're 36th in the UK. I max at 150. I need the rub, brother. I need the we'll rub. we give you the rub. It's cool, I baby. Need the Get rub. No butter. Bumps. No butter on this parsnip, baby. Let's go. Let's <laughs> rub it away. com is where you find all the audio platforms. They're on the front page, but also all the social media links are there as well. There's com slash TWTs, where I have merch at the house that I can ship right to you. Um, and then twtakespodcast.com slash international for the Teespring site, where it has uh European fulfillment on there. So shipping prices and merch prices are lower. I try to keep my prices as low as possible. For instance, if you live within the standard shipping range of me in the US, I have a $40 anniversary pack, okay? It comes with five t-shirts, four coasters, three uh, five t-shirts, five pins, four coasters, and three stickers, 40 bucks, okay? cost me seven dollars to ship it to the to the close area all right i make no money on it i lose but it basically helps me break even cost you eight bucks a t-shirt i throw in all the other shit basically for free Well, we're getting t-shirts for eight dollars and look at this shit look at this come on that's the blue meanie one baby. that's the one i'm gonna be getting
2: terrible wrestling takes,
1: baby twt get your twts at slash twbts no i mean thank you guys for having me on so much terrible wrestling takes podcast i'm bishop and either my terrible wrestling takes are your terrible wrestling takes or you have terrible wrestling takes and i'll let you know about it thank you guys for having me fantastic what a pro sick
0: bishop listen thank you so much for coming on everyone else if you're still listening and still awake or yes, yes, you know smashing one off listening to our beautiful soulful voices i'm jb the best Chris in all the wrestling podcasts with as well.
2: That's right. Everyone in
0: around. That's right. Everyone quickly, before we go, shout out to just in time Two Eleven. I know you don't,
1: we don't shout him out
0: enough. (laughs) He is one of the, he's, you know, I know he's with you a lot, Bishop, like you do. Yeah. He's
1: my Twitter co-host. He's my Twitter co-host. I I will never not give people credit for what they add to my show. And then when I do the Twitter spaces, he literally is the co-host of the show. I allow him on mic all the time and I say allow, but look, I say it in my, in my plugging part of my podcast, terrible wrestling taste. found on all platforms. Um, Subscribe for me. Like you do any idiot with a microphone and a laptop, like, cause that's what we are. We are idiots with laptops and microphones. Uh, Justin doesn't post his stuff, but he's an idiot with a laptop and a microphone. And so, and he's a, he's a fucking wrestling encyclopedia and a fantastic supporter of so many. So again sorry to hijack but yeah that's the twitter co-host right there Justin Time 211 is fantastic it's a great guy
2: oh good man fucking great and like i say all the british fans anyone who's listening to this this is one bishop you cannot bash and you should definitely listen to listening to him uh terrible wrestling takes you get catch him on anchor all of his bits and bobs that he is on uh um JB, he's probably gonna be on again, isn't he? Do you know what I mean? Oh man,
0: live. If he if he doesn't come on again, we've clearly fucked up.
2: We've fucked <laughs> up. We fucked up. We've we've AEW'd it, you know what I mean? If he don't come on again, we've blown the pop. Um, but we we will get I mean, watch alongs would be fucking great, really. I mean, sometimes they're not
1: easy to do, but maybe a we... Saudi show, maybe a oh, Saudi show. Yeah.
0: That, oh, fucking could be that to could be both rough and come funny on, at the same time. Hey,
1: they're on at noon for me. You know what I mean? So <laughs> yeah, yes. that's five, that's kind of the only thing we yes, could yeah. do. But uh,
2: we'll we'll work it out, man. We'll get there. Maybe a but- watch
1: along of a previous pay per view.
2: Oh shit, son! Like yeah. let's, let's
1: get into to watch UK
0: Rampage ninety one and see how the fuck he's doing. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Sick. But- Let's let's end it on that really happy note. Thank you so much for sticking around. Thank you so much for listening. It's JB, it's Chris Drell, it's Bishop, right here on chat grappling cheap pops.